0: ready for 10 seconds of silence
1: that's my favorite thing right now more silence the better
0: perfect starting right <laughs> sorry
1: what, what is that right? about you, you confuse yourself i was looking
0: i usually use the clock that's in audacity and you know how it has the minutes and the seconds yeah and i was looking at the minutes and it wasn't changing <laughs> okay. i got confused for a
1: second no that's just basic <laughs> clock management <laughs>
0: It's been a very long day.
1: So. <laughs> All right, I'm excited for this episode now.
0: I didn't even get home till after six.
1: <laughs> I'm horse. You're tired. This is gonna be a great episode.
0: and welcome to Book Retorts. I'm Danielle. I'm Sam. And this is a podcast where one of us explains a weird piece of media to the other who has no experience with it.
1: That's me, Danielle. I'm like a brand new set of batteries. Pop me in your remote. Get to clicking again.
0: Yay. Sam's battery. (laughs) All right.
1: (laughs) I panicked on that one, I'll admit. (laughs)
0: That's okay. It wasn't your worst one. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. You know what it's time for, Sam?
1: Um... Another Asian drama?
0: Yes, it's time for <laughs> another Asian drama. Oh, oh boy!
1: I was <laughs> guessing. So excited. I'm
0: excited. <laughs> I'm very excited about this one. <laughs> we are bringing Thailand to the podcast, so yay! Ooh, Thai dramas. A Thai drama. Yep, uh, oh. it's a 2023 Thai drama called La Pluie.
1: I love their pod.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of Thai. <laughs> <Duh>. What? <laughs> Pod Thai. Uh, okay.
1: It's delicious. Wait, you got a problem with it? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, that went off the rails quickly. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm going to send you the summaries. Yeah, and... let's
1: get back on track here. Clearly, All I right. have confused you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I you, I don't know. Never mind. Um, (laughs) so, this is probably going to be a two-parter, because it's 12 episodes, but it's 12 episodes where not much happens, and so I was able to split this up pretty well.
1: (laughs) Great. Hey, we haven't done a new part of your Asian dramas in a while, so this is going to be a treat for everyone.
0: It's going to be great. So, I'm going to send you the summary, which I'm pretty sure might be a translation from something, because it somehow tells you everything and nothing.
1: Oh, okay. I can't wait to see this.
0: All right, here you go.
1: All right. Does it just start in a media res there? That first sentence. <laughs> yeah, you
0: can, you can have the title if you want, La Pluie.
1: <laughs> I don't remember the title. Not gonna happen.
0: It's called La Pluie. Ah, too
1: late. I already forgot it. Follows the story of a man who dislikes strangers and talking to people unnecessarily. So a person. Gotcha. He also <laughs> suffers from a sense. Wait, a neural? <laughs> a sensorineural hearing loss when it rains. Wait, what? So the rain, the noise of the rain, causes his ears to freak out, and he loses hearing. Cool. Good call, Sam. Good call. Uh, however, as fate decides, he can only hear one voice when it rains. What, Danielle? <laughs> I every sense of that took me further and further from understanding. <laughs>
0: So I felt when I read it, and I really did try to find another summary that wasn't really long, and I did not find one. So this is what you get.
1: Well, boy, that was uh, learned some new words. Uh, (laughs) Boy, I went from okay, he's a normal person who doesn't like talking to people. That's we can all identify with that too. Oh, he hears a specific voice when it rains. Got it. That's a, that a journey in 3 sentences. <laughs>
0: I, know. I liked it. I almost didn't give you anything cuz I was like this is a terrible summary, but I decided I was going to go for it cuz it made me laugh.
1: Well, you know, that's fair enough That's what really matters, right? <laughs> All right. Let's get into this drama. Oh, are you talking about us or the or the series? What?
0: <laughs> the drive? <laughs> Nothing what? you say makes sense today. <laughs> I
1: don't know the drama between us, Danielle, or this never mind. Our drama, our beef.
0: Yes, our beef that our, we Our pad thai have. with
1: beef. Why, <laughs> is, they, why is my words they, not make sense to you?
0: Do they make pad thai with beef?
1: I don't know. I mean, I know you I've probably could. You can beef. put whatever you want there. You can put shrimp or tofu or chicken or vegetables. You know, I know,
0: but I think I've only ever had shrimp, tofu, and vegetables, and chicken.
1: I mean, it probably wouldn't be as good as those, but you can probably do it.
0: Anyway. Anyway, Danielle,
1: I don't know what's going on. Hopefully I can be more coherent or you can understand me better. We need to get back on track here.
0: All right. So it opens with a voiceover, as Uh, all good TV shows do.
1: Is this the one voice you can hear when it rains?
0: No, this is his voice. Oh, okay, never
1: mind. That's less interesting. <laughs>
0: I, I don't think you he can hear it when it rains. I don't think you he can hear him. So maybe the only voice you can hear
1: this is this inner monologue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I
0: mean, it's just a metaphor for life. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Like, It's all just a giant metaphor for isolation and loneliness. He doesn't like talk to anybody. When it rains, he feels shut out of the world. And then the only voice he hears is the one side of his head. Great.
0: Absolutely. There you go. You got the plot of La Pluie.
1: La Pluie. Wait, is just called La Pouille because that's like it rains in French.
0: Yeah, okay. the rain in French. <laughs> I was,
1: I didn't want to say that earlier because I'm like, oh, I it's like an idiot because that's probably some Thai word that means something. Nope, that, nope it's French. Got it.
0: <laughs> it's French. I don't know why. There's, there's nothing French in this, but you know whatever. Okay,
1: sure, why not?
0: All right. So the first line says, "I don't know what the world is like where you are, but." And it goes on to talk. And I didn't think about this the first time I watched it, but the second time through when I was taking my notes, I was like, are there alternate realities? (laughs) Like, this guy seems to know that their reality is different wherever we
1: are. No, I think he's talking about, like, where you live in your country or town or home.
0: Maybe, except that this does not seem to be specific to Thailand, so I'm not sure that's true.
1: Oh, so... It's, we'll get there, into it.
0: We're going to get into it. Is
1: there a multiverse? Is this our first multiverse movie, Danielle?
0: No, it's certainly not. I just thought it was a weird opening line when I thought about it in
1: retrospect. <laughs> it could be a translation error, maybe. I don't know.
0: It could be. All right. So it cuts to that to a, a young man who's riding a bus when it starts to rain outside.
1: And he suddenly loses the ability to hear the bus.
0: Um, Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> his voiceover explains that he lives in a world where there's a rare disease that is called sudden sensorineural.
1: Hearing uh, loss. It's a hard word.
0: Sensorineural.
1: <laughs> Sensorineural. So this is a, like, a plague upon humanity of rain-based hearing loss.
0: Uh, Basically. I made mean, but I think some people think of it as a gift, which we'll get into shortly. What? Um, or potentially, yeah, some people really hate it, which we'll also get into shortly.
1: So it's just like... Uh, is this a bacteria or a virus or what are we dealing Sam, with? Sam, if
0: you want to know the details of how this hearing loss works, boy, are you going to be disappointed.
1: <laughs> oh, no. It's like the main <laughs> thrust of the show. They don't even talk about it.
0: This is why I like this
1: show. <laughs> oh, cruel, Danielle. Very cruel choice for me.
0: <laughs> so basically, as you uh, surmised, what happens when it rains is some people become deaf. Pretty instantaneously.
1: That's what, yeah. uh,
0: It sort of changes slightly over the course of the show. But basically what happens is they have a little like kind of golden glow around their head, which I don't think other people see. I think it's supposed to be for the viewing audience. It's metaphorical. It, okay. Yeah. And they get like a touch of a headache and they like they kind of all tend to cringe, not in the first couple episodes, but later on, that's what's happening. I think they decided to kind of go into it. And then they instantly pretty much lose their...
1: Is there a quantity of rain required to activate this disease? Like if it's drizzling versus thundering or like if it's just like a few scattered drops?
0: I'm not sure about the scattered drops, but just it seems to be any general
1: rain. So what about snow? Hail?
0: Sleep? I do not know the answers to that. <laughs> it's also Thailand, so I'm not sure if all those things necessarily happen. Danielle. I don't know the weather's patterns of Thailand.
1: <laughs> I have to know all the kind of precipitation that will precipitate this condition. Oh, uh,
0: it's very funny, but uh, <laughs> also all we see is rain. <laughs> so, okay. and I don't know how often it rains in Thailand. I imagine it's you know quite semi-frequently because of the climate there, sure. but I've never seen a Thai drama that had as much rain as this, to be fair, because wow. that's the entire plot of the story.
1: <laughs> I just – I'm like, there's so many questions I have about how this disease works and, like, what well, if it's just really humid? Is it just going to be, like, really like, – the <laughs> no, air just the feels rain. real sticky.
0: Okay. They never see, show it just, like, sprinkling and what happens. It's always, like, rain. And to be fair, I've been in – like climates like this and when it rains it rains a lot so
1: like you know the monsoon season i get you
0: right so yeah maybe it is just the very rainy season but and some places do have rain you know every afternoon or whatever
1: just the way their climates work but it it must drizzle on occasion i I would
0: assume so but you don't really see it you do see short rainfalls like only a couple
1: minutes or whatever okay for the plot of course for the plot (laughs) Right. What if you're in the shower? Does that cause it? I mean, the, I also
0: had that question because okay, no. I have one shower seat and I was like, wait a minute. Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. All right. I'm glad I'm not the only one who had that thought. I'm sorry. I don't mean to do it unless I, I know we're like 30 seconds to this show, but there are so many questions.
0: It gets worse. Tim. You'll see. So everybody can hear them like if they talk out loud, but... They can't hear anybody else, obviously. And this character uh he pretty much hates it. So it's a mystery why he lives in a rainy environment. Because yeah. I personally... If you really hated that, like if it wasn't something you felt like you could live with regularly... Why wouldn't she move yeah. to a drier climate? Even I, I don't know. Moved if you think, to
1: Arizona guess, or whatever. Yeah,
0: but like why? I guess maybe because his family and friends are there. But he just wants to stay there. But he really hates this thing at the beginning of the show, which is
1: odd because he says he doesn't like to talk to people. At least the opening description he gave me says he is a misanthrope who doesn't like talking to people. Right, but so, it's
0: because of the hearing issue.
1: Oh, I thought it was like this would be a great excuse not to talk to people. Like, hey, I can't hear you. No. Sorry, rain. Yeah. I drink so, like a squirt bottle and I like spray myself in the head. Sorry, can't hear you.
0: I'll get into this because I don't think this TV I think this TV show tells you that he doesn't really like to uh communicate with other people and because of this, That's but a he never lie. actually shows it. Like okay. yeah, every time you see him talking to other people, it's very confusing. Okay, great, um, perfect. But supposedly it's because he's kind of a he's become sort of an introvert because Uh he, I don't know, doesn't believe people will be able to deal with his sudden hearing loss, which is dumb because most of the time he can hear. And even if you didn't, who cares? (laughs) Like lots of people will be friends with you.
1: Also, if this is like a common problem, for one, then I think people will yeah. be understanding and accommodating. And B, there are people with hearing loss all around us, and no one's like, Oh, can't be friends with them, at least no decent person.
0: Yeah, in the beginning, like over the voiceover, it says it's a rare disease, but we see several people with this just in passing. So I think it's right. and people know what it is when he when he says it, they're all like, Oh yeah, you like, he can learn like, like people like, know about it.
1: He can learn sign language or something. It's not like it's not like this is an insurmountable problem.
0: Right. And we'll get into it, but what he does is he communicates with post its so he just carries
1: around post-its so and just writes f- stuff. So much more annoying.
0: <laughs> well, it's easier for people who don't, wouldn't be able to That's true. do sign language or That's whatever. He's at a coffee shop and it suddenly rains. He can write down his note and pass it to the
1: barista, barista or whatever. Yeah.
0: Anyways, like I said, he's close to himself off from having a lot of friendships, relationships. He does have one best friend
1: that we'll get into later. Ooh, is his best friend the voice in his head? No. No. Oh. I'm just going to keep so- guessing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he introduces himself to us. His name is Seng Tai. It goes by Tai for short. Got it. And he's a co- columnist for a magazine.
1: What kind of column?
0: A uh, general column. He can write whatever he wants, apparently.
1: Is that how magazine columnists no, work? <laughs> I don't
0: know. I thought it was weird, too. But apparently, he's all over the place because they reference several of his articles, and they're like, food and clothing. I think it's just like lifestyle, maybe? Well,
1: lifestyle. Okay, it's so a lifestyle magazine. Sure. Why not? Sure.
0: It doesn't say specifically what the um, magazine is. Uh, or Maybe it's a real magazine in Thailand. I don't know. Maybe that's... Well, let's that's just say be, he's writing know.
1: for Mad Magazine.
0: No, he's um, <laughs> writing for a magazine called La Boy, I think.
1: Is that a French... It's not really a French name.
0: It might be, but I don't... Boy is not boy in French. I, I know. Think.
1: But, <laughs> but like... May, I, I got it wrong with else, La Pouille huh? earlier, so... <laughs>
0: Anyway, doesn't matter. None of this matters.
1: <laughs> I want to imagine he writes for Mad Magazine.
0: Yes, he writes for Mad Magazine. And as we've already mentioned, there is the plot twist that if he... Okay, this is... There's a
1: Okay, sorry. get through the plot twist, Danielle. <laughs> Compose yourself.
0: If he can hear... One person can hear his voice. He can hear one person's voice when he's deaf. Right. But... It's only if he speaks out loud that they can also hear him. They're all, okay. Okay, Daniel, uh, you gotta wait, like,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, you're making no sense. Is it that he can have a conversation, like a psychic conversation with somebody, but it has to be spoken?
0: Yes, exactly that. And Got the it. other person is supposedly their soulmate. Does that happened to many people
1: who have this condition?
0: Um, they say it happens to some of the people, but it seems to be a pretty regular thing with that. So I'm wondering if it was a translation thing or if really it's just some of the people who have hearing loss somehow can speak to their soulmate if they speak out loud. They cannot think it in their head. They have to say it out loud. I got
1: that part. Also, uh, absolutely horrifying for many reasons. (laughs) One, you know how I feel about the concept of soulmates already, which is like, come (laughs) on. But whatever. I can let that go. B- uh how terrible would it be if you're like a happily married woman with your kids and family doing great and suddenly you contract this disease and you hear hear a voice in your head that is not your husband you're like "Uh uh-oh that's not
0: how that works so
1: oh okay from my
0: understanding they don't specifically say this but from my understanding this is like a from birth thing oh okay and around at the age of 20 (laughs) in your 20th year this is when it develops like the ability to potentially hear your soulmate
1: okay so you know from birth that when i hit 20 i'm gonna learn if i can hear my my soulmate's voice how much would it suck if you're like i don't hear anyone (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, You're like,
0: Uh-oh. But it's, see, every single person that you meet with this disease quote-unquote disease has a soulmate so i don't know if it's just like a bonus like congratulations you can't hear when it rains but bonus you get a soulmate
1: <laughs> not, not that you get a soulmate but you get uh, you know indisputable proof of who your soulmate is
0: <laughs> supposedly we're we'll gonna do it
1: absolutely insane
0: i know the plot of this i, I love the i love what the plot of this is and then how like how weirdly they end up using it.
1: I swear if it's just like love shells where <laughs> there's this crazy thing but it's used in the most banal way
0: the
1: 100% that. Oh uh, no! <laughs> <laughs>
0: So the problem is, is that Ty doesn't believe in soulmates because his mom and dad were soulmates and they have
1: divorced. Soulmates doesn't mean soulmates forever necessarily.
0: Right. But he's 20 something. Maybe Mm, he hasn't figured this out yet. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Young (laughs) whippersnapper.
0: What I do think is interesting about this TV show is it gets into the concept of what is a soulmate.
1: Okay, like, okay.
0: Uh, it doesn't go super deep into it, oh. but there's a lot of like – it does in some ways, but uh, also it just makes you think a lot about it because of his arc of trying to figure out, like, do I believe in soulmates or not?
1: You know, I appreciate that. That's a really interesting and surprisingly more in-depth point on soulmates than, say, serendipity. Yeah, <laughs> that was a movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, flashback. We are in a flashback. There are so many of these. I cannot express to you how many flashbacks are in this TV show. It is incredible. They will <laughs> literally flash back. Like, you will have a scene. There's two minutes of another scene, and it flashes back to the scene you just watched. And you're like, I was there for that.
1: <laughs> Can you make the flashback noise whenever they do a flashback?
0: Uh, did-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah.
1: Did-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do.
0: So he is arriving for dinner at his house. Uh, I'm thinking maybe high school, early college. It's very unclear, but he's in a uniform later. He's not. So he's obviously working for us now, but this is clearly some kind of school time. He must be around 20-ish because at some point he hears his soulmate during this exchange. But I, so I'm thinking early college or like maybe freshman year. Got it. And his parents, they're all sitting down to like eat dinner and his parents explain that they're breaking up. And this, like, hits him very strongly. He seems to be the only one in his family. There's four siblings. He seems to be the only one that has this disease, this hearing thing. His parents do or not. His parents do because okay. they're also soulmates.
1: I just want to double check. He's only mm-hmm. one in his family, but he's the only child right. who inherited it.
0: Right. It's possible his older brother does that we don't really get into him very much. I don't know the answer to that, but he's not with his soulmate as far as I know when you see him. Sure. So I think this is the only one that has this thing. So I guess I could see if you'd lived your whole life thinking your parents were like romantically soulmates and then they suddenly said they were getting a divorce out of the blue and you were the only kid that had that. You'd be like struck. Yeah, <laughs> that, that
1: that would be very – that would shake you to your core. I can imagine your concept of love and you thought, man, I got this made. I don't have to deal with the dating apps. I don't got to deal with any of that nonsense. I'll hear the voice in my head and bing, bang, boom, done.
0: Right. And it's unclear to me if this is the first time that he hears his soulmate or if he's heard them before um because of what we'll get into it in a minute question yes
1: do they always hear you when it rains like is that like once it rains your psychic link to your soulmate activates
0: Oof. oh sam we'll get into this more but oh my god every time you talk out loud your soulmate can hear you i'm gonna
1: say i'm about to go because because as i say that would be horrifying because i can imagine you're having it's a conversation horrifying. with somebody and suddenly horrifying. the rain starts and your soulmate's here and you're like uh-oh
0: We'll get into this a few times because a couple situations happen, but oh my God. I was like, this is, I, ter- like, I would hate this.
1: <laughs> you, you nailed exactly what I was going to say about that. Okay. So the same thing. Same thing. Okay. Great.
0: So in this divorce situation, he blames his mom, which is very unclear. We kind of see later why, but like, he blames his mom for this whole thing and nobody explains to the kids the reasoning. It's just like, we're getting a divorce. So like, kind of deal with it. They're saying it nicely, but it's very much like we're not explaining what's going on and it seems to be out of the blue. Like I feel bad for these kids. They're not handling it super well, the parents.
1: Yeah. I mean, on one hand, if a parent are getting divorced, it really isn't about the kids. Like they shouldn't, you know, be blamed It's not,
0: but they don't even say that in yeah. this conversation. They, which is what they
1: do. They could do a better job expressing that and making Yeah, I get it.
0: And I also think because this is the one kid that seems to have this disease that the parents have, it might behoove them to have a special conversation with this kid about reasonings or, yeah, soulmates and, like, what that means. Right. Because I think this probably would have helped them out in the long run. They did not. Parents, man. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Again, continuing our amazing trend of parents in movies being just the worst.
0: Yeah. I wonder
1: if filmmakers have issues with their parents. Mm.
0: Hmm. That's a mystery. A a
1: total little mystery. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so he runs to his room, he's crying, and it starts to rain, and he hears the voice in his head asking him if he's okay. Aww. And... Again, don't know if this is the first time or maybe one of the first times. Like I said, he's, I think he's pretty young in this scene. And he never responds to this voice because, as we'll find out later over the years, he doesn't want to engage with his soulmate. And I'm assuming that comes from his parents and not previous to that. So I think this might be one of the first times he's heard his soulmate. Question. Because why would he have had that pattern before that? Big question. Mm-hmm.
1: If it rains over Ty and it's not raining where his soulmate is, how does that work? <laughs>
0: So they can only talk to each other if it's raining in both places at the same time. Perfect. So oh, you had answer on for that on one. On one side of town in Thailand, and not in the other side of town, they can't talk to each other.
1: I am impressed. You had an answer for that, Danielle? Well done. You, you got
0: yeah. me. <laughs> all right. So cut ahead. This this movie, like all of our movies and TV shows, plays Lucy GC with time. Yeah. Who we'll, we'll so, cares? <laughs> time
1: time doesn't really <laughs> matter. It's not it's a concept not, of the universe.
0: So we're jumping ahead. He's working at a magazine. He does most of his writing at a local cafe, it seems to be, because he wants to avoid all the people at work. So I think that's his I'm going to imagine
1: he does the fold ins for the Mad Magazine, like cover folds.
0: Yes, that's it. <laughs> and I, as I said, he has one friend. This is a friend from college who he works with and is a very extroverted human being. So she makes up for him, I guess.
1: <laughs> so she's like the yin to his introverted yang.
0: Absolutely. So at the cafe, his brother Tian, who is um a hot mess when he arrives because he's a he's a hothead and he like almost got hit by a bicyclist on the uh, the sidewalk outside and he's just like ranting and raving when he comes in. This is a, a character trait of his brother. There is a whole B plot with his brother. I'm taking it out. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners, if you really like La Flewy. I'm only gonna mention a couple of things that are relevant to the main plot. <laughs> it's not as weird as the rest of this plot.
1: Question. What yes. does being a hothead have to do with almost getting hit by a bicycle?
0: So he almost gets hit by a bicycle. He like chews out the bicyclist uh-huh. and is yelling at them. And he comes in and he's still like upset. Oh, about Okay, the fact so it's that not he the fact that he, like
1: it. being a hothead caused him to get hit by a bicycle. It's the fact that he can't let it go. Yes, got it.
0: And so he's there to remind Ty that they have dinner on Sunday with their mom. And Ty looks less than thrilled at the prospect, but promises to be there. And Tian says it's the first time since they separated his mom and dad. Mm. So it feels like, is it recent that yeah. they yeah. like had their divorce? Which is confusing because now he's working. Or, or the, he, the, like, the mom never strange. invites them. Yeah. Yeah, are they estranged? Did the mom never invite them, them over? It's like the way he phrases it, or at least the way translation is, it's like his mom invited them over for the first time to have this family dinner.
1: Interesting.
0: And uh, this is extra confusing because shortly after this scene, the topic of a, of Thai soulmate comes up with Tian asking if, if he's not lonely, like, maybe you really should reach out to him. Why won't you talk to your soulmate? And, like, I know it has to do with mom and dad, but like, you know, this is, could be an opportunity for you to meet somebody and obviously they're well matched to you and like at least chat it- them, this is my friends. question.
1: Because <laughs> imagine you're like, okay, this is my soulmate. What if they're like a jerk like Ty is?
0: Yes. I actually have questions about this because I've seen a few things with soulmates. And sometimes the soulmate is a terrible human. Yeah. And I always wonder, are they really your soulmate if they're a terrible human? Yes. You, why are you paired with a terrible human? That's you my You would point. not actively choose a terrible human? I don't know the answer to that. This show does not have an answer to that. but. 'Cause like, I have questions about
1: that. <laughs> my feeling is like if I found out that my quote unquote soulmate was a terrible human being, I'd be like, Uh oh, what does that say about me? Am I am I a bad person? <laughs>
0: Yeah, like what does that say? I would be really concerned about that. I thought I thought a lot about I thought a lot about soulmates when I was watching this. I was like, How does this work?
1: Yeah, I got questions and none of them seem very savory to me.
0: <laughs> but again, this is making you think of those questions, which I did like about this show.
1: I do appreciate the fact that it engaged with the concept of soulmate on a deeper level than just, oh, they're your perfect match.
0: Yep. That's not what this is. Great. So like I said, he's been ignoring a soulmate for quite a while, it would seem like, because apparently it's been two years since he's been ignoring his soulmate which means backtracking that it's apparently been approximately two years since they've had dinner with his mom as a Family unit, which means it's been two years since the divorce, give or take. And now I'm confused. Does his mom never eat dinner? No,
1: no, I got it. I the got kids. the answer, Daniel. Daniel, <laughs> the answer is so easy. I can't believe you didn't think of it earlier. His mother just moved into a new home, and this is the first dinner they've had as a family in the new home. It's her like housewarming dinner.
0: Uh, sure. I don't <laughs> think that's true. I no, think they not. moved out of their home when they divorced or whatever. I don't know. That living situation's a little confusing.
1: She could have moved several times since she moved out of their family home. Who knows? It's possible possible
0: anyway it's it was just like a weird conversation i was like none of this makes sense <laughs> better that
1: he was overseas for reasons uh, that are unclear to me at this moment i can't yeah, he's make back them up. And yeah.
0: now he's gonna have dinner yeah all right anyway tiana <laughs> invites him to a bookstore <laughs>
1: we're so we're so terrible at this <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this is the most mind-boggling scene i don't know this confuses this, this is the most, most mind-boggling I, scene. No, okay no i okay you know how we talk about how tv shows are and movies are actually just androids yes. pretending to be humans this is like the actual like Peak this scene. Android. yeah like i do not understand this i feel like this show was like that a lot i was okay. thinking about that while i was watching this but this scene in particular i'm like nobody does this so Tian finds this book this is like he's going to look for this book he's taking a he's a cinema like a movie major in his if a film major i guess film studies in his yeah in his college and so he's looking for the specific like cinema related book and he finds it it's the only copy he puts it down on the table that's like next to the bookshelves because he's gonna go look for other books and he walks off what? and i'm like take it with take it with take you, you with put it in your bag take it up to the front desk and ask them to hold on it's to a it book. it's not
1: like a brick it's not like it's hard to carry <laughs>
0: It's so weird. He just leaves it there. He's like, I'm coming back for you. It's he's not like, going to be there when of? he comes
1: back. I know how this works. Yeah.
0: yeah. So he, like, comes back and there's a guy that's, like, standing there and holding it uh, named uh, Lomfan. Sure, And so he gets into a huge fight with this guy, like Tian does, about how like, hey, you took my book. And he's like, did you buy the book? And he's like, no, but I put it there. And it's obviously reserving it. Like, no, it's not obviously reserving it. You just put the book
1: down. So this is (laughs) the hothead brother having all this happen. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Got
1: it. What a ludicrous moment. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And I felt crazy when I was watching this. I'm like, is this some weird thing in Thailand that yeah. you just put books down on tables and it's reserved to it, like, does it make sense? Is it? <laughs> no, I don't think it is because Thai comes over and is like, listens to the story. He's like, tell me what's going on. He's clearly like the even tempered one. He listens to the story and he's like, no, you put the book down. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> As when he apologizes on his brother's behalf to
1: well, Lombon. Well, maybe just Tian is a android.
0: Uh, maybe. But the whole situation, I was like,
1: what? Because <laughs> everyone else seemed to be reasonably put out by his reaction. Like the man holding the book. He was
0: so sure of it, though. The way he acted yeah, in no. that scene was just like, this is a thing that we do. I got <laughs> I was it. was like, no, it's not.
1: Okay. New theory. Better theory. Remember the movie Bowfinger? Sure. Where there's the movie they're making in the movie is about aliens that come down in raindrops? Yes. Okay. The reason Tien is acting so weird is he's an alien. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the people who have the deafness while they are while it's raining, that's a defense mechanism humans have evolved to protect them from alien and alien invaders <laughs> in their brains through <laughs> sure. raindrops.
0: Let's go. Let's go with that. <laughs> So yeah. Everybody who yeah. doesn't yeah. have deafness. Yeah. Like, is I'm an trying alien. to
1: make sense. I'm really trying to make this make sense, Danielle. It's very difficult. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, that scene happens, and I'm only telling you this because Lomphon becomes a character. So
1: Lomphon makes a character.
0: So Ty makes it home. He's working on some work stuff before bed, and it starts to rain, and the golden glow happens, and he hears his soulmate singing. And then suddenly the soulmate stops singing and apologizes for bothering him, not realizing it had started raining, which is confusing to me because later it's clear that they have like a little bit of a headache every moment when it like carries over to his deafness. So you think you would realize that it was raining and you were about to go deaf. Yeah. (laughs) And Ty flashes back to his brother asking him if he's lonely. Like, shouldn't you talk to your soulmate? That whole conversation. And so he decides to speak to him for the first time. And so he tells the boy on the other side—I don't—the <laughs> other rain side—that um, he's fine and he can continue singing if he wants to. And the voice is very excited because this is the first time that uh, he's Ty responded. has talked to him. Yeah. And he's like, I've been working on a new song. I'll play it for you. I know you can't hear the guitar, but like, let's do this. <laughs> so he starts playing. You can hear him sing. He's a pretty decent singer. And then weirdly, like keyboard music overlays it, which is a choice when you know that he was playing the guitar. And I don't know why you wouldn't just go with the guitar <laughs> as the overlay.
1: I'm confused by a lot of this movie already. Or TV show. Sorry.
0: Yes. What are you confused about now?
1: Everything, like <laughs> everything. Why is rain?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you gotta go with the rain because if you don't go with the rain, La Plouille's not gonna make sense. <laughs> I, well, obviously,
1: La Pluie, I got it. The rain is a big deal, but I'm just like I'm. I'm really trying to buy into this. I'm trying. I'm gonna try. It's just.
0: <laughs> You're- you're going to hate so much of this. It's going to be so good. I'm very excited, particularly <laughs> the second half.
1: I promise our listeners that we are not sadists. We we genuinely enjoy <laughs> sharing this. It's not that we want to make our, our friends suffer.
0: I am very excited about this and not because I'm making Sam suffer, just because I think it's an interesting concept. Yeah. What, what they do with it is also interesting. My suffering
1: is just a bonus. <laughs>
0: All right, Ty is secretly charmed by his singing, but he doesn't really say anything more. You can just see him kind of smiling about it, and uh, he doesn't say anything else the rest of the night while it's raining.
1: Sure, 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 sure.
0: Okay, sometime later, the next day, the day after that, week later, month later, eight years later, who knows? <laughs> She's is an old man,
1: old man Ty.
0: <laughs> Ty is leaving work, and he finds a box on the staircase of the work steps uh, with a cat in it.
1: no, no. No, we're not going to do the man's t- it's voice. It's not a
0: talking cat. It's like, oh, I forgot I did that. That was fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had flashbacks, Daniel. Don't make me do that again.
0: I barely remember the premise of that. It was pretty good, though.
1: You bar- i got that seared into my brain, thanks to you.
0: <laughs> anyway, Canavox is really pretty, white cat with uh, yellow eyes, and he feels bad for it. He—I have to tell you—the actor who plays Ty is so charming oh. and like. Such a good like, he's really good facial actor and very good at like tiny little movements that just like give a lot of emotional depth. And he's really good at acting in the scenes where he's not the lead of the scene. Like you can see him in the background doing the thing. He's not just standing there like you can see him doing the things he's supposed to be doing. He's just very charming when he acts. So well, that's So he completely very nice. carries, he carries the plot.
1: <laughs> well, good for him.
0: Yeah. So he feels really bad about, uh, about the cat sitting there and his friend's trying to talk him out as uh, the, the friend from work is trying to talk him out of it and be like, you really, he don't even know if he's vaccinated or what's going on with the cat or if it <laughs> belongs to somebody. And he feels bad for it. So he decides that he's going to take it home and he names it Doer. Doer. D-U-E-R. Do- Doer. Got it. Um, I apologize to any Thai people out there. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing these 100% correctly. Oh. But I'm trying my best. That should have we can't
1: even do English names correctly, Danielle. <laughs> That's true. So, like, no one's gonna blame us for not pronouncing any name correctly. <laughs> but I am
0: trying my best. I did listen really hard trying to get them.
1: This is a problem, not with you know a, a cultural issue. This is just us being incompetent <laughs> in general with names.
0: On his way home, he's at the bus stop waiting for the bus, and the rain starts. And he overhears his soulmate saying, "So cute." I mean, no, I mean that person over there. It's like he's in the middle of a conversation. And then Ty looks a little thrown off because he's like, like, what? Because he heard part of a conversation, which, again, as we've discussed, would be super annoying. Okay. So that night, the rain starts again, and the man asks if it's raining there, too. Like, which I guess you would have to do constantly because you don't know where that person is unless you discussed that. You're
1: like, is it safe to talk? (laughs) I gotta figure (laughs) that out. Because what if you, oh, what if your soulmate's like, I'm going to pretend and just be quiet Gosh, he, Ty's soulmate. It's so but,
0: there's so many things.
1: Sam. <laughs> Ty's soulmate must have been absolutely like freaking paranoid because Ty wouldn't talk to him, so he was all like, you know, never knew if Ty was listening to him when it was raining or not.
0: Right, and it's uh, I are you the same age as the person that's your soulmate always? So the, you don't even know if that person's younger than you can't hear you for five years because oh. they're, you're 20, they're 15, and you're like waiting till you're 20 and 25. Like you wouldn't. It would be so annoying.
1: <laughs> I do not like this. This feels very, mm, very like destiny, fate thing. That is creepy.
0: <laughs> we'll get into it. Sort of. Sort of. So he apologizes for the earlier disjointed conversations. He said his friends wouldn't stop talking, but he wanted to tell him something. He's decided and the rain stops. See, it's
1: good off. <laughs> oh, wop, wop.
0: And Ty's really funny because, like, he's he's like, what, what the heck? (laughs) Like, he's so mad about it.
1: I would be (laughs) livid. That is a fair reaction.
0: So the next day ish, who knows? In the coffee shop, they're having a promo with free coffee. So it's like you ring a coupon and you get free coffee. And there's a lot of people in line. It's obviously a pretty popular promo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this ma- this man walks in and he asks to speak with the manager. And it catches Ty's attention because he immediately realizes that is my soulmate's voice. <laughs>
1: uh oh
0: Uh uh-oh. So he's low-key staring at him, uh, taking the dude in, and he checks out his white coat thrown over his arm, and it has a name tag, and it says that he works at an animal hospital. He's a vet there, and his name is Pat.
1: Okay, so that explains why the cat's in the movie.
0: (laughs) See, you got there way faster than I did. I was paying no attention, and I like (laughs) later when he takes the cat into the vet, I was like... Oh, duh! Why <laughs> think of that? It didn't even cross my mind until you took the cat into the bed. <laughs> uh,
1: you were too engrossed in the drama.
0: It was, I thought it was dumb because usually I catch stuff like that very quickly, like you just did. And I was like, why did I not think of that earlier? (laughs) Well
1: well done, movie, well done, TV show. You pulled one over on Danielle.
0: It's funny. So the man talks to the manager and then looks for a place to sit. But since it's so crowded, he catches Ty's eye and he asks if he can sit with him. And Ty is obviously internally freaking out a little bit. He's like, oh my God, I think that's my soulmate. But he agrees for him to sit down.
1: Yeah, I mean... The reason I have an issue with soulmates is mostly around, you know, free will and all that kind of stuff.
0: We'll get into that.
1: Okay, good. I was going to say, because I feel like this would be an excellent opportunity to uh, explore that if he's like, no, go the hell away.
0: Yeah, he's, it's so funny because supposedly he's against his soulmate, but he seems to be warming up to the idea very quickly.
1: <laughs> is, he, is he a real cutie pie?
0: <laughs> yeah, to be fair, they're both very cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: that, that helps a lot. <laughs> that hurt. helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So he's clearly interested in this guy, and they chat a little bit. But pat has called off for a vet emergency and leaves just as it begins to rain. His name is Patch. Pat. P H A T is how they typed it, but it's it's pronounced more like Pat. Pat.
1: Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. With a slightly less harsh A, but somewhere in there. So Ty suddenly grows some courage, and he runs after Pat and stands at the door. But the man is facing away from him. And he's, um, like walking off towards the vet office for the emergency and Ty asks in the psychic brain voice what his name is. And the man is clearly surprised to hear from him because the way that it's filmed, he's, like I said, he's facing away. So Ty is behind him, him and he's facing away. So he doesn't realize that it's, it's Ty talking and he's says his name is Pat and thus proving to Ty that it really is a soulmate because he saw the name on his yeah. thing earlier. Obviously he's facing away. So he's like, oh that's the vet because that was the same name. So must be him.
1: Must be. Uh good job. I'm not sure I would recognize the voice on it. I mean I,
0: He's heard his voice for two years in his head though. Like yeah, every time it's but rained. I'm
1: also like terrible with people, like names and faces. <laughs> like I feel like I'd be like, ah I, I just feel like this is the kind of like test I'm like, oh Sam, you failed this one. <laughs>
0: I think I could do voices. I Actually, that happened at work the other day. I didn't realize somebody had come into the office and I heard them. And I don't know them outside of the office. And I heard them talking like down the hall. And I was like, am I having a stroke? <laughs> like, why is their voice coming out of this office? So I actually think I could probably do this if
1: I heard somebody talk for I two I think you could. I just feel like every time I watch... You know something with a voice actor in it, I w- or or like a famous person who's you know doing a voice in a show. I'm always like, I know that voice. Whose is that? And I can never remember whose it is.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Have you heard somebody's voice in your own head for two years that you were like very attached to, even if you didn't want to know them? I feel like you might be more attuned to that voice than you most. Know,
1: that's probably fair. I just, again, I would not trust myself.
0: <laughs> well, Ty recognizes it. Good for And him. he goes back into the cafe, and Pat reaches out to him once he's cleared the rain, because he was trying to get out of the rain, asking him if he's still around.
1: Wait, wait, wait. If he's inside... It still works?
0: They don't have to be in the rain. They just have to be... It just has to be raining. Oh, okay. I thought it's they like actually... magic be, rain. Okay.
1: <laughs> that 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 was not clear to me. I thought they actually had to be like raindrops on the head to make the golden glow. But
0: earlier he was in his room crying and it started to rain and he had yeah, his Yeah, I didn't put together voice.
1: there. I'm sorry. But <laughs> yeah, no, clicked for me it now. Does, I
0: don't know what... It's not like the, the rain somehow affects this hearing, like something in his ear or something. No, I, I don't, don't know. know.
1: I don't know. I mean, it, it, who knows? Like, I should know how this works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Magic rain. He can be indoors, outdoors, doesn't matter.
1: Because it's always like raining somewhere, so
0: <laughs> Alright. So what if he's
1: like he set- fifty like deep in a basement. Does that count?
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. So I think if it any time it rains you never see a situation where it's raining and it doesn't affect them.
1: But that's my guess my thing. Like, if if you go deep enough, at what point are you no longer like in the rain? Ah, this just I'm already I think getting it's just attached
0: to the fact that it's like raining i think it's like magic rain
1: what if you were above the rain like flying above the clouds in the, in the airplane? i'm not
0: sure i don't know sam but i don't think it matters <laughs> think qu- if you're in the vicinity of the rain
1: <laughs> these are the questions that do matter danielle i'm sorry the questions that know. urgently require answers
0: i'm sure that in this reality they know this
1: this is your own fault you brought this move you brought this show to us i'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you about these questions
0: all right moving on because we have gotten through so little of this
1: fly oh no <laughs> Maybe three episodes. <laughs> he,
0: t- <laughs> he tells him that he, he... So Pat tells him he never got the chance to finish last night what he was going to say because the rain had stopped. But he wanted to tell him that he was going to defy his destiny. He thinks he's found the one and he knows it's not really any of Ty's business, but he's probably just been annoying him for two years. But he wanted to let him know that he was going to... He wasn't going to choose him, essentially. He wasn't going to go with his soulmate.
1: But he also, with someone else. Ty kind of like... Really opened the door there by being an unresponsive jerk.
0: Right, and he obviously looks pretty disappointed at that. But I mean, I don't know. You've not wanted to know your soulmate, but now that he's met him, he's all like, "But he's cute, and he's a vet."
1: <laughs> also, just like, oof! Imagine like your soulmate hooking up with someone else, and it starts to rain. You get to hear all that.
0: You may or may not get into that. No, anyway. no. <laughs> <laughs> So, they said Ty seems pretty disappointed for somebody who three days ago didn't want to be with his
1: soulmate. You know, a lot can change with a simple love at first sight.
0: Right. So, he tells his brother and his best friend kind of what's happened so far. His brother's like, very excited about this. So is his friend. And his friend is like, dude, you should use Dewar, your cat. He's a vet. And I think it. I can't believe I didn't see that coming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised that Ty didn't think of that. That The first thing would have thought of.
0: So he goes to the office and though the vet is not pat he does run into pat in the office and this is like this is like a little ensemble comedy that's going on in this vet office there's like the there's this group of vets that all work together and they're all best they're all best friends and they like um, Pat's one of the owners of the vet office. He and like two other guys started it, who you only see briefly. But everybody else is working there and they're just like silly and goofy and like best friends. So it's very cute. But one of them wears like a crocodile hat for reasons I don't fully understand. Like a little stuffed one, kind of like you put on a dog.
1: (laughs) If you had the opportunity to wear a crocodile hat at work, would you? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think that's a yes, Danielle.
0: <laughs> He's constantly in a hat. It's kind of adorable, but also why? <laughs> <laughs> why? I'm not even sure animals would like that. You feel? I feel like some animals would be very. It's against not for
1: that. the animals, Danielle. It's for him. Let him be <laughs> might his be. best maybe self. He just likes
0: to wear his crocodile I'm. St- I was pro crocodile hat. He seems like an adorable person. So his friends are deeply invested in this obvious burgeoning relationship when Pat and Ty run into each other in the office, and they're just like, it's just a basic conversation. Pat's like, oh, what are you doing here with your cat? Oh, you're getting, you know, shots for the cat. Very cute. Like, it's just like, there's nothing going on in this conversation. But Ty panics mid-conversation. is like, gotta go. Bye. And he leaves. <laughs> oh, no. You know. It's cute. So back at college, um, Ty's brother, Tian, gets assigned to work with the guy he met in the bookshop that he obviously is still angry at for taking his imaginary book that belonged to him.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. It's not your book, dude. Let it go. It's not.
0: Like, again, as I said, this is a B plot line. So there's like stuff going... They've met several times over the course of this. And I'm skipping a lot of that. So, But he's assigned to work with him. That's the important part. So it's now Sunday, the Sunday dinner that we were talking about with the mom. And apparently the mom's idea... Okay, I'm going to say the mom obviously loves her kids, but the mom's idea of a family dinner is to do a work phone call um, while like dinner's prepared and put on the table and then quiz them on their life while she doesn't eat because she has a meeting later. And then What? She... <laughs> That's all she's doing. She's like on a work phone call when they get there and they're like, what? oh gosh, she's on a work phone call. Like that happens every single time. She's obviously a workaholic what you get from this scene?
1: Yeah. Well, this is why invited. he never has dinner with her, because that sucks.
0: Probably. And then he's like, she's obviously invited them over for dinner, but she's not eating with them. They're just sitting at the table with tons of ton of food, like, just eating by themselves. So two of them, her, the brother, Tian and ty and then she's like i don't like don't, i don't have time to like hang out with you because i have this big meeting later like it's clear that she's set this dinner and is now like deserting them for dinner
1: which is crazy that's bonkers this is, again I, I don't blame ty for never having dinner with those woman
0: right and then she aggressively tells them like this is the reason she invited them over is that she's getting remarried and ty's what? like wait what <laughs> So she's been dating somebody, they knew that, but now apparently they're getting married and Ty is very thrown off by this.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of bonkers, honestly. I mean, yeah. good for her, but also, like, what is spring on everybody?
0: Yeah, and she, like I said, she says it very aggressively in the conversation. I was like, I'm not sure you needed to say it quite the way that you approached that, especially with your son who has the same, like, hearing yeah thing that you have.
1: <laughs> also, oh boy, do I have questions about if she was soulmates with the father, mm-hmm. are they still hearing each other? Yes. That's awful. This is a curse. <laughs> so- Imagine hearing your ex at just any random interval. Like, they could be talking crap about you and suddenly you hear them or, like, hooking up with their new lover or, you yes. know, just constantly yes. reminded yes, of them yes, just yes. doing their mundane stuff. What is this yep. nightmare world you have given me, Danielle?
0: <laughs> well, hopefully all the soulmates get along relatively well, even if they're not married to each other. But I have no proof of that one way or another. Sheesh. Anyway, so like I said, Ty takes this pretty poorly. He's like wondering how his dad's going to take it because he knows his dad is still in love with his mom. He clearly has lots of unresolved issues about this, which they should probably have talked to him about before his mom announced to them that he she was getting married. Like, you know, your son's having struggles with this. It's been years. Yeah. <laughs> and so Tian tries to tell him that he should talk to his mom, like, you know, because he runs out of the room. He's like... You no, know, go back and talk to mom. And he basically ties like, I don't get why everybody else is not more concerned about this. They're soulmates, they're supposed to be together, and she's like they're divorced and he she's marrying somebody else, and dad's still in love with her, and does mom still love oh, him? No. Like what is going on? And like don't like he just doesn't understand this whole situation and it makes me sad that his parents haven't had this conversation with him yet.
1: Yeah, I I feel like either they left something out or I'm missing something.
0: No, it's this is, I really think it's his parents yeah. have not sat him down. We'll talk about this later. That's what I'm saying. Bot, yeah. But like his parents have just not had this like adult conversation with him about what happened and why. And he I think of the four children, maybe they don't all need to know exactly what went down, but I think this kid needs the bare bones
1: like yeah. drama of it. I think when I mean when I said they, I meant his parents love something now.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he says that he this makes him even more sure that he doesn't want to talk to his soulmate. So he's gone back well, to his Well, it's a good thing his soulmate found someone else. Yeah, it doesn't
1: matter now. All good. No worries.
0: So that night, he's in bed when it starts to rain, and suddenly he gets surround sound making out noises.
1: Oh, no. My <laughs> prediction is true, and I hate it.
0: <laughs> and Pat immediately, like, rain. Sorry. Let's talk later. And then there's, like, a pause and he, that he's clearly talking to uh Ty, and he's like, uh, you heard that, right? It won't happen again. I'm really sorry about that. And that's awkward. And
1: ew. I mean, but also, how can you guarantee it won't happen again? You can't, like predict the rain. And also, what a horrible way to live your life, especially in such a rainy area.
0: Yeah. And like, actually, I think it gets worse. I didn't notice until the second rewatch, but Ty starts to cry. Poor day. And then he covers his mouth while he's crying. And I'm like, Oh my God, you'd have to spend your whole life like covering your mouth constantly because you're like, if you're making a noise while it's raining, if you don't want the other person yeah. to know that you're upset about something or like you're in the middle of a conversation or like whatever is going on, like you wouldn't be able, cause you can still talk out loud while you're deaf. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Even, even if I was happily with my soulmate. With this condition, I'd be like I would still hate it because yeah, this is it feels like a weird invasion of privacy that's constant. Like you have no like true privacy because any moment someone could be inside your or hearing everything you're saying. Like it's not as yeah. bad as like a psychic link, but it's it's like one step down.
0: Yeah, it's pretty special. I had lots of thoughts, but I thought i thought it was interesting that they added that detail in to have him like muffling his mouth when he's crying. I was like, oh, that makes me sad. That's yeah, deep inside my soul.
1: <laughs> Very tragic. So then,
0: the, supposedly, the next day at the coffee shop, the guy from the bookstore, Lomphone, shows up and he introduces himself again to Ty. And he's like, Don't you, you remember me? He's like, Oh, yeah, you're the one from the, the bookshop, Lomphone. He's like, Yep, that's me. And they decide to work at the same table. But oh, okay. it turns out that they have a ton in common. They like the same books. They have a lot of same interests. So they become like really fast friends. Why while is,
1: sitting there. Long, is it Lomphone?
0: L O M F O N.
1: Yeah, why is Fawn Lom Lom like? Is he into ties? That what's going on here?
0: Um, we'll kind of get into it later, but right now I think it's just like, like, hey, I saw you in the bookstore, and you see it more come reasonable than that,
1: than that idiot who's yelling brother, at me. Which
0: is what how they start the conversation. Okay. He's like, yeah, your brother's kind of crazy, huh? <laughs> like,
1: all right, all right, all right, that makes sense. I was, I was trying to figure out what like. Made him initiated want to come over their and conversation to him. yeah
0: yeah and he could be into him we'll find out but like that's what started that i think is just him going oh i saw you at the bookstore and you seemed less scary than your brother who i'm now assigned with as a partner so yeah. i have a reason to talk to you <laughs> oh no so cut to the vet ty is gone back he's supposed to do a follow-up visit for another uh vaccine and he's now praying that he's not going to get pat as his vet which he i would guess i would be too <laughs> no he doesn't he okay. gets the same person he got the first time which is this woman and but bad news well the woman's trying to give uh do her his sh- shots or her shots. I think it might be a boy, I'm not sure. Um the cat runs off and everybody has to search for it in the vet. <laughs> All hands on check. Where'd the cat go?
1: <laughs> do they not close doors at Vets offices?
0: It's just like a little, a little crack open and the cat, of course, like pushes through. You'd think
1: Vets would know not to do that, because yes, like a hamster would door. just would get out there so fast.
0: <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> but it's fine, it's fine. Ty falls into her room and it's now sitting. The cat is now sitting Dr. Claw style on Pat's lap as he relaxes in his rolling chair and he does the spin around reveal of like, I have your cat in my
1: lap. <laughs> what was the name of Dr. Claus cat? I always forget.
0: Dr. Claus cat.
1: No. It had like a really <laughs> weird name.
0: Um, I don't know. Baby Claus.
1: <laughs> no. Wait, wait. Dr. Claus cat's name. Mad cat. M-A-D. <laughs> see but but it's an acronym he's named for mad the organization run by his owner so dr (laughs) claw's business is called mad which i'm trying to find what does mad stand for Um, etymology here we go the acronym mad has several definitions floating although what it cannot be stands for is not clear yet it can be malevolent agency (laughs) of destruction or mean and dirty
0: (laughs) The lovely Agency of Destruction that's to, like, I'm a bad guy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, and dirty name? isn't any better.
0: What was the name? What was the um, name of the company from Cody Banks? It was also bad.
1: I, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a question I do not have an answer to. <laughs> Agent Cody Banks <laughs>
0: Remember we came up with like names Or what we thought the acronym stood for right. or I don't remember we did something with that There was an acronym involved in an evil corporation Eris name.
1: E-R-I-S
0: That's right Anyway not important <laughs> that
1: The may cat also be is cat. <laughs> mad
0: cat style And doctor for Dr. Claw is Pat And he f- turns around And he's like I have your cat
1: I have your cat and your heart <laughs>
0: So cutscene. Pat is taking like ten years with a patient, as the rest of the staff is waiting for him to come out. It's like lunch or post work or whatever time it is, and they all pile into the. I think it's post work, and they all pile into the car to go eat t- together. Yeah, and they're driving down the road when we see Ty and his friend at the bus stop with Doer the cat. And this is where I realized because I was very confused that we were in a flashback to the day that Ty found the cat.
1: <laughs> Wait, we are.
0: Yes, not that you know that, because all it does is cut scene to Pat taking a million years with his patient, and them going to dinner or lunch or whatever.
1: So you didn't, you didn't get the little doodle, doodle,
0: doodle. I wanted you to be as confused as I was, I and was. now doodle, We're in a, apparently we're okay. in a past scene. Great,
1: thank you, Danielle, for the belated doodle.
0: <laughs> and I was very confused because I was like, why is he back without his carrier for the cat at a bus stop? <laughs> And then I realize as the conversation goes on, oh, this is a flashback that's to the that
1: worst. scene. I mean, like, I, I'm all for a non-linear storytelling, but at least, like, this isn't memento. You, have to, you, have to, you have to make it semi-coherent.
0: <laughs> to be fair, I think some of these are, like, episode cuts, so maybe this was the beginning of an episode, but I was still uh, very confused as to, like, because when you end on one scene and then start somewhere else in a co- timeline, you assume there's like, some continuity. so confusing. Yeah. Why wouldn't you say, like, Three weeks ago or whatever. I feel you. So Pat sees Ty with the cat at the bus stop just as it starts to rain and he remarks that Ty is cute. And the people in the car are like, who's cute? Who are you talking about? Oh, and- I
1: get it. It's a misunderstanding, <laughs> classic misunderstanding.
0: <laughs> and one of his coworkers gets his attention and asks him, and he points to Ty. And they're like, are you, is he talking about Ty's friend or is he talking about Ty? And this coworker, who's one of his good friends, um, the woman that was the vet, is like, I'm pretty sure it's the boy with a cat. Apparently, maybe that seems more like, pat's mo i don't know maybe like, it's the cat I, guess, I know i know and actually i had the second time i watched it i was like is he talking is he saying the cat is cute or the boy is
1: right cute? <laughs> i mean I, you're making a lot of assumptions here people
0: <laughs> but i think he's talking pretty much about both but also he's a vet so of course he likes the boy with the cat why would he like the girl <laughs>
1: yeah sure I, I mean vets they have only one mind and it's for animals people don't matter that's horrible no that's not true, obviously. <laughs>
0: So now it's later, but still in the flashback. So, so we've moved on in the flashback. This is
1: like Crater, where we have the flashback and then yes. it flashes forward to flashback later in the flashback. the flashback. Yeah, got yes. it. Yes,
0: exactly that. I was thinking of that as well. I couldn't remember which one it was, but yes, it's Crater, and it's the day of the coffee promo.
1: So okay. Pat wait. Sees- <laughs> uh, I need to like write this down on the like whiteboard. This is like
0: Pat's viewpoint, sort of, of what's going on. You so got to, like flip the re- scene,
1: redoing the same event, but from Pat's viewpoint. Okay, that's fun. I can I can follow this. Good. All right. It gets
0: worse though. No. Because you'll you'll see. This really drives me crazy. There's So many flashbacks in. So Pat sees Ty through the window of the cafe, and it's like, "Hey, that's the cat boy. I thought they were cute." And then he realizes the line is way too long for the promo. He's like, I'm not standing in that line. He doesn't say these things out loud. It's just my assumption of what's going on in his head. So he walks up to the host. He's at the door. And he's like, can I speak to the manager? And the host is like, yeah, I guess so. And like directs him to the manager. And he suggests to the manager that they have two lines, one for the promo and one for paying customers. And they take turns between each one and they'll get through it together. And I can't tell if that's a smart or a dumb idea.
1: Well, I mean... If they only have one cash register or checkout place, it doesn't really speed up the process. Like, they wouldn't be making one coffee at a time.
0: But I think it's the idea that, like, the people in the promo line, which is free coffee, need to wait longer than the people who are paying for their coffee, which I kind of get.
1: Well, do you think the people who are getting the free coffee should wait longer?
0: Potentially. I mean, that's, like, free coffee. Wouldn't you wait longer for free coffee than if you were paying?
1: It depends on the coffee, but also, like... (laughs) I mean, if you had two registers, you could just do two checkout lines. That's fine, but...
0: Yeah, I don't... That seems to be one register because he suggests taking turns between each person, each line. Okay. Which I don't think speeds up no. things either, but it does get through the people who are paying faster. No, it
1: doesn't because it's just going to shuffle them.
0: <laughs> yeah, but anybody who's in the back of the line that was paying can now be at the front of the line, so they're in a shorter
1: line. Uh, I, I guess. I mean, they're still going to be like... If you were... Okay, I, I'm trying to think about this, like, cards. Because you're going to have like the same, if you have like, if you're at the back of the line and there's nobody paying in front of you, yes, that'll speed you up. But if you like an even dispersion of people in both lines, it's not going to speed it up.
0: Yeah, but it seems like the people who are free coffee are much longer than – there were like four people in the paying line. Everybody else was in the free line. There's like 20 people in the free line. So you would get through it faster as a payer.
1: I mean, this coffee shop should obviously consult us as people who can help optimize its checkout (laughs) line They don't need us. They have
0: Pat, the vet.
1: (laughs) Clearly, we could spend a lot of time discussing (laughs) the logistics of coffee shop (laughs) checkout line, which interests (laughs) nobody but ourselves. (laughs) listen
0: this is funny because when i watch the scene i'm like i'm gonna run this past sam because i need a second opinion on this and he'd be good for it because <laughs> i need to know if this is a smart or a dumb idea <laughs>
1: uh, again since there are only four people in the line yeah that makes sense if there is like again <laughs> depends on the ratio of paying to it coupon so customers
0: <laughs> i was really like i need
1: someone with more brains than me <laughs> like
0: my brain doesn't work in this way i don't know if this is a good
1: idea <laughs> i'm glad i can help Daniel. i don't think i help very much
0: i'm very very smart in some ways. This is not it. I think it was,
1: we just bored our listeners for five minutes when we talked about coffee shop lights. The but sizzling content you come for. <laughs>
0: What I think is funny, though, is just the manager's like, oh, you heard about this from a coffee shop in Japan? You saw this happen and it worked for them? Sure, let's do it. And I'm like, why are you taking the word of some random vet who comes up and it's like, I have a better system than what you have in place.
1: I call it the Pharaoh's shuffle (laughs) technique.
0: (laughs) So they give him a free coffee while he waits for coming up with the idea, I guess. And he was supposed to do a coffee order for all the vets. So I'm assuming they're going to make that for him. So he got ahead of the line. He was really smart in that way, I
1: guess. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you gave a suggestion of dubious origin and <laughs> maybe dubious value and got a free coffee out of it. I wish that worked for me. I make all kinds of dubious <laughs> suggestions.
0: Well, have you gone up to managers and suggested things for their coffee shop? I'm sure it would go for real well. Oh
1: yeah, they'd love me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then he sees he obviously saw ty outside so even though in ty's version it looked like he just kind of like caught his eye and came over I, when reality he was like keep going with cat i'm gonna go talk to him so he like suddenly head, heads that way and like i said it's busy so he asks if he can sit down at the table and then for reasons that i don't fully understand that entire scene that they have at the coffee is table while they're just chatting is done yeah. again and like other than a couple of shots of pat's face where you like get a little more context to what he was thinking there is no change in the scene it was like a useless three to four minutes
1: <laughs> you know sometimes you have to meet your 20 minute or 22 minute <laughs> runtime or whatever the runtime of these dramas is so you have to pattern exactly. a little
0: bit so you do get a scene of him saying the lines about how he's defying his destiny from his car so he's like got out of the rain he's sitting in his car and it's clear that he's talking about defying his destiny with ty which is obviously yeah playing into his destiny. So then who's
1: he making out with in the future? I guess we'll find you out. We'll find out. If it's, a, if it's a dog, I'll be very upset.
0: Yes, it's a dog. Cut back to Dr. Claw.
1: Dr. Uh, Claw? You mean the, Pat?
0: To the scene. To the oh. scene with Dr. Claw, the cat, the mad, the cat. Mad in cat, Dr. mad cat, well. yeah. Who, um, We're all over who the place the- tonight. <laughs> having a conversation as opposed to storytelling.
1: I mean, that's usually what it is, but usually we have at least, like, some kind of point to our... to our.
0: Actually, the reason why this is all over the place is because of the way this story that's is probably, That doesn't help either, you're right. Re- no, it's really... And it's – the scenes are very drawn out. It's like every – nothing – not too much happens in the actual, like, story. And so everything's kind of, like, long drawn out scenes. I'm like – all my notes are just summarizing, like, 15-minute segments in one little, like, two-line paragraph thing. So I think that's why it feels like this. Because it's just, like, the way it's written. To
1: be fair, I've also taken us on quite a few (laughs) cul-de-sacs about how the rain works, if you can fly over it or something. Like, if you were in a hot (laughs) air balloon in the cloud, would that count? (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right. So the vet who lost the cat immediately pushes the cat over to Pat trying to get the two of them together. It's like, hey, why don't you give the cat injections? Like, clearly I'm not capable of doing that today.
1: Oh, this is creepy.
0: (laughs) No, it's not creepy. It's just like, they know that uh, Pat's- yeah, they know that Pat's okay. interested. Exactly. They're totally trying to wingman for him. And Ty is, like, freaking out because their hands graze, and they're trying to hold the cat down or whatever. And he keeps having these flashbacks to hearing him talk about how someone was cute and then how he made out with someone. And he's like, what is going on with this guy? He's such a playboy. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean... On one hand, I'm usually pretty against those like simple misunderstandings that could be cleared up with one sentence of conversation if you just like, you know, ask a single question and uh, that that sort of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, device in TV shows and movies. On the other hand, this one kind of makes a little bit more sense than the others because yeah, it, it feels a lot more like you live in someone's head. I imagine that makes things pretty skewed.
0: Right. So you wouldn't just like straight out ask stuff, exactly. I would imagine. And you don't know this person from Adam, so it's yes. like, it's still awkward, even though you've
1: heard them for years
0: in your head. What I'm
1: saying is this is the only instance of that of that device <laughs> that I am like, okay, I, I'm not angry about this.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you would... You literally met this person like twice, and being like, yeah. so who are you making out with last week with a real awkward conversation?
1: I mean, I suppose... <laughs> He could in like the safety of the anonymous voice ask, like, hey, I know you want anything to do with me. Tell me about the guy you're interested in. Yes, could be. But that I would also like that would not be something I would want to do were that me, so I I get it. So well done TV show. You found the one instance. <laughs>
0: It's rare, but it happens. Yeah. And so, as he's kind of like doing his little flashbacks of, of these memories, he remembers again that he doesn't want to know his soulmate, and this is like the one of the reasons why is because he doesn't trust soulmates, and he leaves quickly. Got it. From the vet, he's like, "Okay, my vet visit's done. Peace out." And Pat is obviously very thrown off by the hot and cold nature of him, which is fair. I would also be like, "What the heck?" Yeah. <laughs> so that night, or a night, they. Uh, <laughs> They meet again by accident at a club um, while Ty is waiting for his friends. He goes into reserve a table and lo and behold, Pat walks in.
1: Ooh, ooh, drama with the cat. What I
0: really love- Yes. What I really love about this scene is that they're trying to make the club feel like it's going to be busy, because it's like, oh, there's a DJ there, and there's stuff going on, and they obviously didn't have enough people in this scene to make the club look busy. Oh, they didn't get enough
1: extras. Oh, no. (laughs) Or
0: something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why this was so difficult to fill, but it makes me laugh, because they're acting like it's a big deal, and it's really not. Aww. So Pat overheard Ty call him a playboy earlier. Um, he kind of like mumbles it to himself and he overheard it. And he's curious as to why. So he goes over and he's like, hey, what's the deal? Apparently Pat doesn't have the same compunction about asking questions Just a little bit more Ty bold and confident.
1: I appreciate that.
0: And obviously he's not going to tell him he overheard him making out with someone. And that's like the reason. That's one of the reasons why. Mm-hmm. And calling someone cute. And now he's flirting with Ty. So he's like, what the heck? And he tells him that he just seems really friendly with everyone and Pat tries to talk him out of the assumption that he's a playboy, but they kind of face off about it until Pat is called away by his friends. So, nothing is resolved in that scene.
1: Question. Yes. At what point, I know you said we don't, but I just want to reiterate, at what point do we learn that Ty does not like talking to people?
0: <laughs> we no. Okay,
1: great. Just, just want to circle back around and build these chains since we talked about that at no. the beginning. Great.
0: See, this is what I'm talking about. So it's it's basically like said maybe one of the voiceovers or something like, it was clear from the get-go to me that this kid is like trying to avoid relationships except for his one best friend and he doesn't go to the work stuff because he goes and works in the cafe because he wants to be alone but that is the only time that you see him really actively avoiding other people otherwise he seems very polite and social and people seem to like him
1: yeah he seems <laughs> like, gregarious he can't be hard enough to make friends not buddy. like a complete <laughs> introvert.
0: Yeah, and he's at this club to meet with a friend who is bringing other friends, and I'm like, it sounds like you have a social group, hun. <laughs> yeah,
1: sounds like you are a social butterfly and not the misanthrope I was led to believe.
0: <laughs> it's so crazy.
1: So that'd be interesting to have like a misanthrope who just like despises people or like whatever is socially you know, has social anxiety or something, whatever it is, and so they, yeah, they pr- didn't- appreciate the rain as an excuse to avoid them, but. Then, suddenly, intruding into their silent time is the voice of their quote-unquote soulmate. But, like, that'd be interesting. maybe
0: that's season two. Okay.
1: There's a season two?
0: Uh, I think there probably is gonna be a season two, but this doesn't really end on a cliffhanger, so you're fine. Okay. This is a full story. Um, there's a little bit of a cliffhanger, but it's not super related.
1: Okay, well, is it- Oh, uh, I forgot his name. Long Fawn? Is it Long Fawn hanging off the cliff? No. Oh.
0: So, Pac gets called away by, by his friends at the bar, and then one of his friends goes... There's like a kind of open mic thing going on now, apparently, with the DJ, and... An open mic at a club? Up? Yeah, it's, It is like a bar club It's, it's not hey like, a DJ, DJ. like a club club But it's like a bar And it has obviously has probably an area for dancing I would imagine Danielle,
1: Could you imagine D-Day Shrike Like there in the time tombs Throwing down the beats and being like Alright, now we're gonna open the mic up to the pilgrims Come on up, drop some, some lines Or whatever, I don't know What the pilgrims I would, would have, actually do
0: Martin Salinas would be all over that He
1: would be, you're right He'd be up there hogging <laughs> the mic Everyone else would be <laughs> hating it
0: and so they end uh one of the guys in Pat's party goes up and is like, "I have a friend who totally wants to do this, and Pat gets called up to the the bar area of the stage and plays his guitar and sings and Ty has a little moment where he's like, "Oh, he's such a good singer, and then he gets super drunk because he has mixed feelings about this entire
1: situation. I would he's imagine to get, to get off
0: again. <laughs> I imagine
1: his feelings would be quite complex." <laughs>
0: So they leave the club, and though Ty is, like, fall over drunk, his friends leave him to catch a taxi. And I, to be fair, think they're also drunk, but they're not played as particularly drunk.
1: There's a band him to taxi town?
0: They kind of do. He's like, I'm going to take a taxi. And they're like, cool, are you sure you're okay? And he's like, yes. And I was like, get him in a taxi. Why would you just leave him and assume he's, like, he can't even, like, stand up straight. Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> get him in the taxi at least, maybe escort him home, whatever. <laughs> like,
0: It's crazy to me that they don't just get, like, they don't even get him in. To a taxi, They just leave him. They're like, okay, well, you good luck out there.
1: <laughs> Wild.
0: Maybe that's why they does not have friends.
1: <laughs> well, because they're all jerks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, they've all been drinking, but they do not act like they're as drunk as him. It right. would be way different if they were also super drunk, because then it's just bad decisions all around. Wild. So, Ty... Obviously does not get directly into a taxi and instead, like, runs into Pat as he's leaving the club. Oh, no! I know. And he gets into an argument with him about how he's, how Pat's seeing someone else and he's still coming on to him, which Pat again refutes. And then Ty bites him, which was pretty funny.
1: (laughs) So Ty, like, just bites Pat, like, on the hand? He
0: just, like, grabs his his arm and, like, bites his arm. For no
1: reason whatsoever.
0: (laughs) Because he's mad at him. (laughs) It was really cute (laughs) because he's such a cute little actor. The scene's really funny. You have to watch it. (laughs) Okay. And despite all of that, Pat offers him a ride home. And this clearly doesn't work out, though, because cutscene, and he's waking up in Pat's house. And you can tell this because he wanders around the house like, where am I? What is going on? And there's a giant photo of Pat with his guitar on the wall. And I'm like, who puts a photo of themselves like that
1: on the wall? What kind of (laughs) egomaniac has a giant like framed portrait of themselves on their own <laughs> wall to look at and like admire them pose with their guitar. What a freak <laughs> show. Maybe, maybe Ty is better off without him.
0: And Ty is like horrified by this, but not for the same reason I was. He's more like, Oh my God, I'm in Pat's house. And I was like, Oh my God, there's a giant <laughs> yeah, 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 on the wall.
1: That is way more concerning <laughs> to me than literally anything else.
0: It was really funny. So Pat's gone, but he's very nicely left a detailed note of the events of the evening so that, you know, Ty would be like, okay, like, why am I in a different shirt? Where am I? What's going on? What happened last night? So I guess that's nice.
1: Yeah, I guess. (laughs)
0: Who just basically, like, he passed out, so he took him home because he didn't know where he lived. And also, um, he th- said it last night, and uh, Ty probably doesn't remember that he is not a playboy, and he is actually interested in Ty if Ty would like to start a relationship. <laughs> so Ty's thinking about it. Ooh. Meanwhile, back at the vet's office, out of the blue, seemingly quite some time after they broke up, Pat's ex shows up with her dog, who has ticks. I don't know why you take that to a vet, but she does. <laughs> She's there with her dog. Oh,
1: oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me spread some ticks around this office.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I'm here for my dog who has ticks, and I was like, I've had a cat with ticks, I just took the ticks off. <laughs>
1: like, or you do a, a flea bath or whatever, like, seriously.
0: Yeah, so that was an interesting thing. Maybe people do that, I don't know. And she is clearly, things move kind of both slow and fast in this, in this TV show, but she's clearly about to tell Pat that she wants to get back together with him, like... You can see that that's coming out of her mouth. And he's like, I know what you're going to say, and let's not go there. Wait. And she's like,
1: So this, so she was dating Pat earlier.
0: At some point in the past. It feels like quite a while ago. Okay. Like more than six months, a year, two years ago. I don't know the answer to this question. I'm going to maybe, I'm going to assume two years ago because it's the first time that Ty ever heard him making out was two months ago. So he couldn't possibly have been dating somebody the last two years. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Cause, I mean, I'm
0: assuming this was a
1: while ago. How could you date anybody with your soulmate in your head? That would be an absolute nightmare.
0: I don't know the answer to that. And we actually get into this a little bit in a minute. Not for Pat's side, but of course. why this is a nightmare. And so – He's like, I, whatever you're going to say, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and she's like, after that night, my feelings were clear. Um, I hadn't been sure, but I'm sure now. And I want to apologize for how our breakup went down and I want to get back together. And he says nothing to this as far as I can tell. But we do get a flashback of them breaking up. Oh, she could see my hands because I did. <laughs> okay, great. Thing. perfect. Backing it up, backing it up to them breaking up, which is him wanting to stay together and her telling him she'll, always come in second to his soulmate yeah. that
1: never responds to him. How? So he was hearing them in a relationship.
0: I would assume at some point or maybe early on in his years. What, I don't know.
1: What What nightmare fuel is this universe?
0: <laughs> maybe they're really good at judging when it's going to rain. I don't know. Ugh. They're like, oh, thunder, be quiet. And that would be talk. a skill
1: you'd cultivate.
0: Yeah, you'd be pretty good at that. But obviously he's not great at it because he was singing that one time it started to rain. Then he was making out that other time it was starting to rain. yeah, so. yeah. So basically, she's like, can you promise you're not going to talk to your soulmate? And he's like, I don't – he doesn't say anything, but he's like, clearly doesn't want to make that promise. And she's like, well, no, then we need to break up because I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't want to be second fiddle to, to be one thing if you guys had agreed not to be together, but you're not, you know? <laughs> like, right. So as – what I don't understand is she's now back at this vet office trying to be with him and – and the problem is not solved. He still has a soulmate. And it's worse because he's actually met the soulmate. Not that he knows that.
1: <laughs> so, she, <laughs> so I
0: can't fathom why she wants to get back to together with him.
1: So she broke up with him because he has a soulmate. And she always comes second. And now she's like, yeah, I changed my mind. It's been X number of months and I want you back.
0: Right. She says, after that night, my feelings have become clearer. I hadn't been sure, but I do actually want you back. I've been thinking about it a long time. That's basically
1: what she says. Crazy.
0: Right. And I don't understand because it's still a problem. This problem's not resolved, is not resolved in any way. And you don't know, he could have moved on from then.
1: <laughs> like- yeah.
0: So, later, cutscene, one of his co-workers mentions that she heard his ex show, had shown up. And they clearly know everything about each other. And he tells her that she wanted to get... Pat tells her that he, they wanted she wanted to get back together and admits that he didn't say anything to her in response to this. Even though he knows he doesn't want to get back together with her because he's... Like, even if it doesn't work out with Ty, he knows he doesn't want to get back together with her. Sure. And... The friend is like, well, she's probably confused from that night, and he's like, yeah, I know, but it's over for me, and hopefully, not answering her today will be answer enough. And his friend's like, yeah, hopefully that won't come back to bite you in the butt. Not specifically telling her that you do not want to be together. Yeah, just with tell
1: her. him. Just, <laughs> like, just, it's so weird. Just say to her. No, I mean, this isn't like, now I'm angry. This is the kind of like miscommunication (laughs) thing I I told you I was angry about. I'm back to being angry.
0: Yeah, it always drives me crazy when they just don't tell. So, you know, you know, it's not like you're saying, well, maybe I'm interested. Maybe I'm not. I don't want to say no, because I'm not sure. No, he flat out says, I do not want to get back together with her. Then just tell her. Tell her. Tell her that. So as he leaves the hospital, as the two of them leave the hospital, to his surprise, Ty is waiting for him outside, Ooh. and he wanted he wanted to thank him for taking care of him last night, and also he thought about it, and he does want to go on a date with him. Ooh. I know. So they go to dinner at a super fancy restaurant. And there's nothing much that happens at the restaurant, but it starts to rain as they separate for the night and Pat sends them home and Ty gets into his room. And to his surprise, Pat suddenly asks in his head if he made it to his apartment. Okay. And Pat's like, whoa, 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 wait, you know, I'm your soulmate.
1: Uh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. I, I don't think I understood what just happened. There. Can, you, can you say it again? <laughs> Cause I got real confused. <laughs>
0: So they go to dinner, it starts to rain, they separate, they go their separate ways as it, like, starts to rain, so, like, they don't know that they can talk to each other. I got that part, so who
1: says what to who? Pat
0: sends him home, Ty goes into his room, and Pat says to Ty, in Ty's head, did you make it home okay? That's the
1: part that, because I thought Ty would have been the one saying that.
0: Right, but... Ty why would Ty say that to Pat either? Because, because he's the only one
1: I assumed who knew that Pat was his soulmate.
0: Right, but why would he say that after their date? He doesn't want to tell him that. I know, I just him, that that's why I was
1: so confused, Danny. Okay, I didn't know what the heck right, was going so on. So Pat
0: says it to Ty and Ty is like, What the heck? Okay,
1: okay, okay, sure.
0: <laughs> so Pat admits that he found out last night when Ty was drunk and we get a flashback. That's your butt tech noise keeps getting weaker.
1: great, love it.
0: Dilly, <laughs> Dilly, Dilly. Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> Drunk Ty is still arguing with Pat about how he hates him because he's a playboy, and Pat's kind of laughing at him until Ty comes up and hugs him and tells him that he was so patient and he waited for him for so long, he didn't talk to him for two years, and Pat's like, Whoa, wait, what?
1: Yeah, also, that's <laughs> not being patient and Ty waiting for so somebody, that's just being a jerk and not responding. <laughs>
0: Because he waited for two years for him to respond, but he kept trying, which would be know, oh, you mean Pat well. was so
1: patient with Ty? Patient. I thought it was the other way around. He's like, I was no, so patient, Pat patient for patient you. I didn't respond for two years because I was patient. <laughs> no,
0: Pat is patient yes, okay. with Ty because Ty did not respond. I'm for sorry, two years. I just
1: keep forget. I, I get so confused at who's saying what to whom for some reason. I can't keep it straight in this in this show.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Ty is like, oops. I guess I told you. And Pat admits that the person he wanted to defy his destiny with was actually Ty. So that's convenient. I guess you're not defying your destiny. You've now met your destiny.
1: Oh, yeah. So you just fell right into the hands of destiny, I guess. <laughs> they,
0: you would think they'd be more concerned about this. Like, how do soulmates work? Yeah. Why am I a soulmate? <laughs> like, Do I have to be with you? So the next day, later that day, I don't know. Who knows? His brother, Tian barges into Tai's apartment and he needs Tian wants to tell him we, I'm cutting the scene out, sorry listeners. Tian wants to tell him that he accidentally held hands with the boy from the film class slash bookstore LOM phone and he has feelings about the hand holding and he's very confused. And Ty is like, You obviously like him.
1: Yeah, I mean <laughs> what th- what to be confused about?
0: And it throws Tian for a loop because, no, he doesn't, and he hates him, and he stole his book, and, like,
1: he's Oh, he stole the book that I just looked, what an idiot.
0: (laughs) He's a jerk. And, like, you know how when you hate somebody immediately, everything's annoying? That's where he's at. Okay. And then Ty admits to Tian that he met his soulmate, and his brother's, like, super excited and derailed from his thoughts about everything because he's all in on the magic rain soulmates thing. He thinks it's great. It does not bother him that his parents divorced, I guess. (laughs) Didn't make him question anything.
1: Okay. That's just, I'm, I don't understand these people. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> it's okay. So the next morning, Pat picks Ty up to take him to work. And he, Ty explains that he's reticent about, he's being honest. He's like, I'm kind of reticent about the whole soulmates thing because my parents got a divorce and they were soulmates. And we get a flashback.
1: doo <laughs> Got it.
0: Get a flashback to the dad leaving and the mom acting very unconcerned she's like doing paperwork at the table while all the kids are flipping out and sobbing and the dad's like walking out the door with his
1: suitcase I was like, this is terrible. very dramatic what is going <laughs> on
0: and ty goes and confronts her and is like what are you doing like stop this from happening why are you being like this he's like you know, he's overdramatic, but I get his concerns. And she tells him that it's better. She gets like suddenly very worked up and she tells him it's better that he doesn't know the detail. And then the dad leaves and Ty is like, ah, and he runs off after him, chasing him down the street because it's very dramatic. <laughs>
1: Th- I, this family is dysfunctional.
0: <laughs> A little bit, Yeah. <laughs> Especially with this particular scene. They seemed fine prior to that. Anything you see outside of the divorce, it seems like they're relatively, like, functioning. It was just in this divorce moment, I guess. I'm At least with sure. the kids and everything. So anyway, the whole experience left him jaded on the soulmate thing. And Pat's like, it sounds like you had a really hard time through all of this. Like, how did you get through it? Um And he said that he had a very kind friend who helped him anytime he felt down. And Pat's like, who's your friend? And Ty's like, well, I've never met him. Then you, just little but He's super helpful. And I don't know. Is it a pen pal? Who knows? Whoa,
1: okay. <laughs> is it the one in his it's head? Mystery.
0: Yes, it's his friend in his head. It's himself.
1: I, yeah. I <laughs> oh, oh, mean, he really is your best friend. Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> so later that day, Ty and his friend are at the coffee shop. When lumphone sh- I don't know the friend's name. <laughs> I'll be honest. I just said the friend the entire way through my notes. Yeah, sure. So at the coffee shop when Lumphone shows up. And Ty – this scene cracks me up. Uh, Ty Hardcore eye contacts Lomphone with his slightly sexy music playing. And they like that much eye contact in real life would be crazy. But he like stalks him across, eye stalks him across the coffee shop. He watches him like do his order and Lomphone notices that he's looking at him and they like stare at each other some more. And I'm like, what is going on in this scene? Is he interested in him? Is he just like, oh, I know that guy. Like very hard to tell.
1: Got it. That is Confusing
0: sound like you're fading. Are you fading?
1: No, sorry. I'm okay. I'm just... I'm trying to follow along, but there's so much happening now Like like It <laughs> went from, like, nothing happening to suddenly all these people are doing things. <laughs> and it's hard to keep track of, like, Long Fawn is doing things with Ty's brother and now Ty's fat. <laughs> there's
0: two story plots going on, Sam. I
1: don't know why it's so hard for me to grasp it, Danielle. <laughs> all right. So
0: Long Fawn co- comes over to the table yep. and sits down. And his friend uh disappears to use the bathroom. <laughs> I wish I had those scenes where I could, like, have you watch it because it does not make sense. She suddenly has, like, stomach cramps. And she's like, oh, my God, I've got the bathroom. And so she, like, this is just to get her excuse to get her off, yeah, of course. off the table, obviously. But she stands up and walks away. And I think it's Ty who turns to Lone Phone is like, diarrhea. <laughs> I was like, why would you say
1: that Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, we all got what was going on, Ty.
1: That's not cool. It was funny.
0: (laughs) It's probably maybe it's more socially acceptable there. Who knows? I'm
1: sure I believe it.
0: And Lumphone admits he's read Ty's articles and he really liked his writing, so somewhere in between the last time they met and now. And it starts to rain. And Pat asks him. In his head, Pat's like, hey, you there? Is it rain in there? He's like, yeah. He's like, so Ty and him start having this conversation. But recall that they have to have this conversation out loud. So, so they're he's talking sitting at to the table with phone yeah. and phone's like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> they would be weird if somebody just started having half of a conversation at a table and you don't know that they have hearing loss.
1: <laughs> Absolutely insane.
0: Yeah. So finally, Ty realizes like, oh, you're, you know, this is probably weird to you. And so he takes his post-it note and he writes him a note saying that he has the magic rain hearing disorder and that he was talking to his soulmate. And Lomfon looks a bit kind of sad, I would say, at the realization maybe that Ty has a soulmate, but he writes him back asking if he can ask him a personal question. So and
1: Lomfon, it's right, if this there's a love triangle, Danielle, I will be very angry at you. <laughs>
0: no yes no yes sort of we'll get into <laughs> it <laughs> We'll. i, I don't want to spoil anything we'll get we'll get into it, what happens that's okay. part of the the fun of this plot is what
1: happens the fun
0: <laughs> i think so um so he asks them if he believes in soulmates because long thinks that the hearing disease is actually a scientific illness this is almost verbatim okay it's Link to the world's climate when it's raining, and theoretically, two people who can hear each other when it rains, is a phenomenon of the matching wavelengths of these two people. Wait. What does this mean? <laughs> uh, I'm, uh,
1: say that again? <laughs> matching what wavelength?
0: The, uh, Sam, that's just the translation that I got. Theoretically, two people who can hear each other when it rains is a phenomenon of the matching wavelengths of those two people.
1: Wait, oh, oh. Is this like a de Broglie wavelength, where it's like <laughs> trying to say that they have the waveform of their, but like people are too massive to have a de Broglie wavelength of any measurable amount. So that's nonsense. We're also not, you know, particles. We're 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 composed of many particles. So
0: <laughs> why can they hear each other from any distance? Yeah,
1: no, absolute nonsense.
0: Like maybe if they were like next to each other and could hear each other.
1: Maybe no. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> what but,
0: does it mean? Like,
1: but, but the the way likes match, I don't even know what that means. Like you have to have a receiver and a transmit. <laughs> I I hate <laughs> this. <laughs>
0: Anyway, he thinks it's scientific. And he's very nicely tells Ty, like, you don't have to answer. It's too personal. And Ty's like, oh, I just don't know how to answer. I'm not sure, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. if I believe or what it, what it is or anything. And they leave on pretty good terms. Lampon has to go to class. So they... Break off and then Homegirl finally gets out of the bathroom and is lo- and is like Diarrhea you know out. <laughs> yeah, I, I diary it out. Also, I think Lomfon likes you. There was a lot of staring, and I was like, singing sister, there was a lot of staring. Right, but like,
1: <laughs> like I thought Longfon and the brother were gonna be the thing.
0: They might be. We'll find out, Sam.
1: Jeez. I'm just like
0: right now the brother likes Lomfon, but maybe Lomfon doesn't like him. Maybe he likes Ty. We don't know.
1: Yeah, but also like we don't need this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we do. This is the plot of the story, Sam. I mean, I know
1: this is a plot. I'm saying, uh, I want a different plot.
0: <laughs> Sorry, this is the plot you got. Uh, it's my right. plot. I have to listen to your stupid period episodes. <laughs> we are going to listen to a possible love triangle.
1: You know what? I can't complain. You're right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Ty thinks that she's totally nuts for thinking this, and I'm like, Oh no, that was a lot of eye contact and some weird sexy music playing. <laughs> well
1: could they hear the weird sexy music or what?
0: <laughs> no, but I can. It'd be
1: funnier if they could.
0: So maybe it was playing over the speakers of the coffee shop. There you go. So it doesn't really matter, though, because the scene is interrupted because Pat shows up to pick him up for dinner. And they haven't made specific plans. But Ty is like, come with me. I've got an idea. And for reasons that are very unclear, Ty takes him to a fancy Thai restaurant, T-H-A-I restaurant. Got it. (laughs) And (laughs) you, as the audience, know when the chef appears in the scene... That the chef is Ty's dad.
1: What?
0: But boy, does Pat not know that the chef is Ty's dad.
1: <laughs> yeah, no no kidding. And
0: so so the, the chef keeps, like, personally delivering food to this table. The restaurant's, like, completely like booked out, there's nobody else there but the two of them and Pat's kind of like, What's going on? And like they get all the food and then the chef is like lingering unnecessarily and like has the food, everything good, and then he like pulls a chair out and sits down at the no! table, which doesn't seem which doesn't seem to strike uh Pat as weird. That's like the most weird thing in the scene to me. And Pat's like past the weird I guess. Maybe he's got to be a little bit more than is this bit
1: is this little bit a chef's table we're not like in the kitchen <laughs>
0: And he was, like, weirded out by all the other things, but he wasn't weirded out by the fact the chef sat down, which I thought was the weirdest thing of the whole scene. <laughs> and, like, he's kind of, like, quizzing him and, like, talking to him. And Pat's like, what is going on? And then he finally finds out from Ty, like, haha, this is my dad. He didn't want me to tell you that this was his restaurant. That's
1: and crazy.
0: He, like, owns the restaurant or whatever. is the chef at the restaurant. I don't know if that he owns it. And why would you do that on your second date anyway?
1: So weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm very perplexed. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. Okay, so they have a date at a restaurant and Ty's father just trolls them. Absolutely. And how does and Pat is like, cool, that's fine. I'm happy about that.
0: Once he realizes his daddy's like, oh my god, he stands up and he does the bows and he's like, uh, nice to meet yeah, you, yeah. sir. I'm so happy to like <laughs> to meet you. I didn't realize it was you, I'm so sorry. And I was like, What a mean thing to do for right. your second date to your the- <laughs> even if it is your supposed soulmate yeah and his dad's obviously thrilled that he's like met his soulmate
1: yeah i would hope so
0: so toward the end of the date pat goes to the bathroom ty ends up getting into a conversation with his dad an argumentative conversation with his dad about him being so chill about the mom's wedding and like why you still love her don't you why are you so chill about this why aren't you more upset about the fact that your soulmate's marrying somebody else and he's like not explaining very well to his son.
1: Yeah. And
0: Pat's like over here as part of this conversation and decides to interrupt it, which I thought was very brave of him. I don't know if I would have no, done that. I'd
1: be that. like, I'm not going anywhere <laughs> near that situation. Cut <laughs> me
0: out. So he just like walks into it and he's all like, I'm back. Like pretending like he's, you know, didn't, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. interrupt this. And... Again, this is a sure sign that this child, this 25 year old or however old he is needs to be talked to about the fact that his parents are okay with this. Like, why are they okay with this? Talk to your child about it. Because he clearly has a lot of big feelings very weird to me and you also get another flashback of him running down the street to chase after his dad because flashback
1: is this flashback relevant just like a brief flashback for no reason
0: no you get like you get the divorce flashback Uh, like 12 times
1: great great it's the same one again
0: uh yeah it's pretty close it's just a little clip of it They like
1: to reuse that footage a lot in this i guess
0: (laughs) usually there's like something slightly more added into it but this one i I think is just a repeat so they leave the restaurant, and as they're leaving the restaurant, it starts to rain, and they run off to Ty's apartment, which is nearby, and they make out, because why not? Why not? And Pat stops it from going too far, because he feels like Ty isn't ready, which I thought was nice of him, I guess. That is sort very of. considerate. Sort of. Uh, what,
1: what sort of <laughs> and,
0: mean? uh, nothing. Okay. So he... Stops, which is funny because Ty's, like, into it. So, I mean, I mean, it's argumentative. You, I guess you could say, like, you probably aren't ready for this because obviously you have big feelings about your parents and everything. What's going on? We're brand new. But also you but should be, like, like, telling
1: people how they should feel.
0: Right. Ty's on board for making out. So <laughs> later that night, Pat is looking at Ty's room, like, going, you know, looking through all the stuff, and he sees a picture of his mom and dad standing on a mountain, and he asks him about it. And Ty's like, that's a photo of them on Dome My Plain. Um, which is a mountain that receives rain all
1: year long. Oh, no. And- <laughs> so wait, this is another question I just had. If you were in the rain with your soulmate, you could just have a regular conversation, right? Yeah. Perfect.
0: You just talk out loud. It's totally normal. Got but- it.
1: That's, that's uh, what I thought. Yeah. Great. Perfect.
0: Yeah. So he tells them that his uh, dad proposed to his mom up on the top of the mountain. And there's a legend that if you reach the peak of the mountain when it's raining, you can get a wish granted. And you think that might play into it more, but it doesn't.
1: <laughs> oh, Okay.
0: kind of but not really and it clearly makes ty pretty sad to think about it you can you know obviously because he has a lot of issues surrounding his parents and pat suggests that ty should go there that he might get something out of it like he might understand his parents better or like you know might uh, the wish might help him deal with whatever's going on because he's in a place that his parents were and he suggests that they go together sometime
1: okay that's nice
0: yeah, the translation's a little off, but I think maybe Ty is saying that Pat wouldn't have the time to do that because he works at the vet like at least six days a week, probably. Okay. From what I can tell. And which is funny because he owns it. You think he could go wherever he wants. And that problem is solved directly after the scene because we cut to the vet's office and you find out that every year they do a big community service project, vet-related community service project. And this year, Pat suggests that they go do it in the village that is at the base of the mountain as they can't receive regular animal care out there. And also, I think he just wants to be there and take Ty with him.
1: I guess that's sweet.
0: That's <laughs> a little pushy. Yeah. Okay. It also feels
1: like a little <laughs> manipulative.
0: Like, why don't you go when Ty feels ready to go, not just because you're forcing it to happen. Right. And they can do a whole camping thing. They get all the animals vaccinated and taken care of, and they can work with the university. So basically, they can take whoever they want. It'll be open kind of to the public. So he invites Ty um, to it. He's like, guess what? We're doing this thing. And Ty is super on the fence about it, understandably. Yeah, no kidding. I would be too. He's like, I don't know if I want to go. So meanwhile, back at the school, they're having a rap party for a film um, that they've been working on. And Tian and Lomfon go to the party. And Tian gets pretty drunk. And Lomfon realizes like, oh, you're not really as bad as I thought you were. Like they talk yeah, over the course Yeah, he's just of the a hothead. Party, he's then... not really a jerk. <laughs> right. And Tian gets, like they said, pretty drunk. And so Lomfon ends up taking care of him and calls, I think, I think. Tian calls his brother, but he like takes him out to his brother to Ty and helps him get him into the taxi and all of that. And Ty is like, "Thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate you taking care of my brother. Like, I'll give you something in exchange for all of the help." And Lamfon's like, "Let's go to dinner sometime." And Ty's like, Uh-oh. "Sure, let's do that." Problems in Zoo.
1: Do we ever figure out what the making out was? Is it a dog just licking? Uh,
0: <laughs> no, we do figure out what it is. That is not it.
1: Okay, well, I mean, obviously because that's Ty, not. <laughs> Pat but like I really wanted to be this a dog was looking Pat's face he's like oh oh oh
0: <laughs> That'd be funny if the whole misunderstanding was just a dog Yeah except that he was clearly talking to somebody in the scene cuz he says oh it's raining." like I'll call you later or whatever he says
1: Yeah but that could have been anyone else in the in he could be talking to someone unrelated to the dog
0: <laughs> It could be plot twist just a dog The next day Lumphone and Tian are getting along a lot better and obviously the drunken revelry helped everything and they realized that the project they had to redo a project I couldn't cut the scene out they had uh, to redo a project because they were so like um, at each other's throats for the first one and they both did their own separate work instead of working together and the teacher was like this is obviously two people's separate work and that is not the point of this exercise I put you two together because you could learn yeah, no I put you two together so that you could learn that like sometimes in the film industry you have to work with people you don't like and you have to work together with those people so suck it up and do a better job <laughs> kind of fair yeah and they decide that they're going to redo their project and they're going to do a documentary of the vet trip because plot
1: <laughs> sure yeah of course yeah <laughs>
0: So they decide that they're going to go do that. Uh, it's a community service project that they heard about through the school. So cut scene, and the vet crew is packing up to go to the village. And Pat is all sad because Ty didn't want to go and doesn't seem like he's going to make it. But surprise! Ty decided to come.
1: Aw, Ty, finally getting on board with Yay, getting maybe pushed around by the guy parents. he barely knows.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he gave it some thought, and he thought maybe he really would get something out of going to see where his parents got their start.
1: Yeah, I mean it certainly would be interesting—kind of a high-pressure like third date.
0: <laughs> I know, right? So they all drive out to the campground, which is more like glamping. They're like these little cabins, and there's a uh, uh, like little buildings where you can have your food and all that kind of stuff. And Ty hears his name called across the campground. And realizes that his brother and Lomfon are there as well. he didn't realize they were coming. I guess they work completely independently of each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's wild.
0: So they explain that they're filming a documentary, and Ty explains that his soulmate organized the camp. They just use the word like like it's well recognized in society that
1: soulmates these have are a thing. Disease,
0: like soulmates are a thing. He's like, oh, cool, your soulmate. Like, and so. Tiana's like really excited. He's like, Oh my god, I'm gonna meet your soulmate, so excited about this and Lonfon is like, oh, I don't
1: like this <laughs> Oh, because he's like, oh, no, you're soulmate here. That's competition for me.
0: Yeah, that's that's an issue. So he looks super struck as Pat wanders up to the group uh, in time to witness the tail end of this exchange. And he look looks over at Lamphun like, you're reacting very weirdly to, to this situation. And they face off to dramatic music. Is that
1: where we're going to leave it? Are you going to leave it with a face off between the love triangles?
0: Um, I can, or I have a little bit
1: more. Okay, No, just, I, I was just curious. I felt like a very like, it's a face off. Cut to black. <laughs>
0: We can cut it no, there. No, 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 just fine. Love.
1: Keep going. I'm just, I'm just curious if that was your intention, because the way you said that.
0: Well, I was going to cut it there, but then I thought maybe we could do a little more.
1: Danielle, I gotta say, the latter half of this is not quite as insane as it has been so far. Like, the whole setup of the raindrop, you know, problem, hearing your soulmate's voice in your head, totally bonkers. Now it seems like we've just slipped into normal quote-unquote, glove triangle drama shenanigans.
0: 100% agree. This is where I was in the story, where I was like, am I going to use this for the podcast? Because it's not as interesting as it should (laughs) have been from the premise of the first several episodes. And, well... I am going to tell our listeners that uh, it does not get super crazy in the last little bit of this podcast. Next episode does a couple of very odd things <laughs> that I think everybody will enjoy. Okay,
1: so what you're saying is this is <laughs> it
0: gets back. This is a
1: bathtub curve of insanity where it starts up.
0: Yeah, we're like in the boring middle part. Got it. All right.
1: All right. Because I was like, yeah, you know, is this going somewhere? I gotta know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I wasn't super like it. I was on the fence about this one because it's not as crazy as I wanted to be based on the premise. But there's like two or three big things that happen in the second part that I was like, why?
1: What is going on? All right. So let's let's do our best to plow through the boring part here and like hack our way through the jungle of mediocrity back to the crazy temple in the center of the jungle.
0: This is setting up for some other stuff. Okay,
1: okay, okay. I just want to make sure that we're going somewhere. I I trust you, (laughs) but, like, need a little reassurance.
0: So Lampan walks off sort of rudely in the middle of the conversation, and everybody's like, okay, bye. And head, they all head off to their respective cabins. Okay. Ty and Pat are obviously sharing, as well as Phone and Tian. And Tian and Lumphone are getting their film stuff together for the shoot when Tian notices a keychain attached to Phone's backpack. And he, like, picks it up and he's like, what, what is this? And Lomphone whacks his hand and it's like, leave it alone. <laughs> and Tian thinks it looks familiar. Like, he, maybe he knew someone else who had the same little keychain. And Lomphone, when he hears this, has, like, a very sudden interest in why does it look familiar? familiar? Familiar to you, like who do you think might have had the same one? And Tian's like, I don't remember. And he gets like Tian or Tian's like, Why? Why are you asking me that? Tell me why you're asking me that because he's a very obnoxious person. And super annoying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's like, the owner of the keychain saved my life, but I never caught their face. I didn't see them. And also, it's my first love. What? And Tian's like, wait, you fell in love with someone whose face you never saw?
1: I'm with Tian on this one, dude. Like, <laughs> grateful for someone saving your life, sure. But also, like, die dial it back a bit.
0: Right. And Lomphan is like, it doesn't stop the magic rain, people. Like, they also don't see each other's faces, but they're sometimes each other's first love.
1: Sometimes. <laughs> <I'm> like,
0: <laughs> Well, he doesn't say that yeah, specifically, but also, that's like, my suggestion of what's happening. This is
1: very different than Magic Rain situation, buddy. Let's not <laughs> conflate the two.
0: Right, this is, I found somebody, Keychain, who saved my life, and now I'm obsessed with them, even though I've never met them and don't remember their face. Everyone
1: in the show is kind of a bit creepy.
0: You know. And this is Lomphone who doesn't believe in soulmates, so I don't even know.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he believes it enough that he found one of at first sight. Yeah, great.
0: Love at first sight, totally fine. Soulmates, ridiculous.
1: <laughs> not even love at first sight. Love at first, like whatever. Not sight. Partial sight. I don't know what the. <laughs>
0: um. So they shoot. They head out to shoot some of the footage, and Ty and Lumpon are making some weird eye contact again over a camera while Lumpon's shooting the footage. And Pat is not a fan. He's like looking over at him, like. Mm, This seems suspicious. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) So there's lots of time. I'm cutting out so much of this episode of them helping the animals and helping at camp and bonding as friends. And like, it's not important to my recap. So skip, skip, skip. But the important thing... is that uh, Ty's friend asks him, asks Ty when he's going to make it official with Pat. Because right now, obviously, they're casually dating. And while obviously they have a lot of chemistry and they're soulmates, quote unquote, they're not like official. They haven't like made it official to anybody. And not that it matters if you make it official or not, like in the grand scheme of things. But in terms of like outsiders seeing your relationship, it doesn't look as serious as they might think it is. And she thinks that it's going to be an issue for Lomphon because she feels like he likes Ty and Pat's feeling insecure and would feel better if they were
1: like an official couple. Interesting. I get that. Was that her two but sense. also, like, everything goes so quick and also so slow.
0: <laughs> yes, it's a, it's like, it's that kind of show. I also have struggled with that in the show
1: all right i'm just like i feel like a roller coaster like i was like screaming down the hill of insanity and we hit the bottom and it's like now we're climbing the hill like i'm just get me back to that like high of the first drop but you never get quite back up to that same first drop again so it's always just downhill from there
0: so i'll just wait for the second half sam that you will not get tonight i'm sorry okay
1: i'll just make the anticipation all the better
0: (laughs) So that night, Ty and Pat have some sexy times. so they might not be officially burners, but they're officially doing some sexy stuff. I mean,
1: you know, <laughs> good for them. <laughs>
0: so the next morning, Ty is alone. There's a note to letting him know that Pat went to work, but he has no work the last day, so they should go up to the mountain together that day if he's up for it.
1: Up the mountain. Okay. Not a metaphor. Up the mountain.
0: No, not a metaphor. The mountain where his parents had their engagement. So Ty is helping with the cooking crew because he has no vet experience, so what good is he? And he shows up the cooking space to see a new face. Guess who the face is?
1: His, his dad? No. His mom? No. Uh, Do you give up? I, t- t- like, I only know like five people in the show.
0: <laughs> it's the ex-girlfriend of Pat. Oh!
1: should have guessed that.
0: Nah. Come
1: on. Oh. I,
0: I don't know. If, I did not guess this. This plot, the way this is written, so I think the ex girlfriend shows up, I want to say in episode two. We are now in episode six, I think. And this, like, we haven't seen her for four episodes. And I was like, what is she doing here? I thought she was useless to the plot.
1: Apparently, she's here to provide more drama. <laughs>
0: Not that he knows it's the ex girlfriend of Pat, obviously, and he does a weird stare with her too, but it's just because she's pretty, I guess, and her name is Nara. And he's assigned to help her out with the lunches, and they hit it off pretty quickly, which his best friend notes is weird. Uh, like, he doesn't usually hit it off so quickly with people, which I think is hilarious because, as I've mentioned, we have yet to see him. Not, not be hit it gregarious off with a single and person friendly yet. Yeah. <laughs> So, hilarious. So she's making these little bento super cute lunchboxes, and she tells him that her ex-boyfriend works as a vet in the group. And she showed up unexpectedly, and she's hoping the making his favorite lunchbox will set it off on the right foot. I would like to remind you that she went unexpectedly to a camp in the yeah. middle of nowhere at the base of a mountain because she heard that he was there. What a weird thing to do. She lives in the same city as him. Yeah. We just meet him. Anytime time in the last two weeks.
1: This this is stalkerish <laughs> and bizarre. It's so weird. And also, she's the one who broke up with him.
0: So weird. So weird. So he wishes her luck, and he's like, "Oh, who's your ex? I probably know them because I, you know, met all of the vets." And of course, they're interrupted by the crew calling them to food.
1: Okay, great. So they're all, all, right. so all going to hang out and have a really awkward dinner lunch, whatever.
0: Mm, no. So no. time is off. <laughs> We're almost done, Sam. So we're so close to the end. You can taste it. Oh,
1: I, I got to I can taste of that food they were preparing. Those bento boxes.
0: <laughs> Ty goes off with his lunchbox. He's gonna go give it to Pat, who's working on some vet cases at one of the pavilions. So he like goes off. He's like, "Where's Pat? Over the pavilion. Great, I'm gonna go give him his lunchbox." So he heads that direction. The two of the other doctors see him heading in Pat's direction. They try to waylay him, and it's obvious to us as an audience that something is going on, and he is not swayed, nor is he suspicious by this encounter with these two other doctors who are like, "Come on, let's go get breakfast. Come on, let's. You know, why do Why do you go this way? You can check with." Pat Later, like let's go, let's go, and so he's like, "No, I'm going to go," and he continues on his way. And the staff look at each other in concern, and one's like, "Well, what will be, will be." And as Ty rounds a corner in the wood, he freezes and he sees Nara reaching out and kissing Pat, who seems unconcerned at pulling away. And he drops the lunchbox and runs off, disappearing from the camp. But nobody can find him. Pat
1: was pulling away. He's he didn't like.
0: No, he wasn't. He was unconcerned at
1: pulling away. Oh, he was not pulling I you said away. He was, he was unconcerned was there and pulling away.
0: <laughs> he was standing there while Nara.
1: Well, that's awkward, but again, I hate this. this mo- I-, I gave this show praise earlier for, like, solving the miscommunication problem, but like, if you didn't run off, you waited five seconds, I'm sure this all would have been cleared up.
0: I also believe this. We'll find out if that's true later on Book retorts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, so this is where you're going to end it. Great. <laughs>
0: That was exactly my uh, thought as this episode ended. I was like, why do they always run away yep. before they actually see the person pull away? And the next episode actually answers that question, which is rare. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Now, I mean, you know what? I withhold judgment because I, um, I speculate that it will not convince me that this is an appropriate reaction, <laughs> but maybe I'm prepared Perfect. to be wrong.
0: So that is where we're leaving off all of the romantic drama. And I promise, listeners, I promise that there are weird things in the okay. second half. It gets weird again.
1: <laughs> all right. So we've made it through the nadir of this weirdness. We're, we're coming up the other side. We're going to climb that mountain again of, of bizarreness and get to the top. Peak.
0: Absolutely. Weird. So t- as of now, Nara's in camp. Lomphan probably likes Ty. Pat's apparently kissing or at least not pulling away from Nara. And Ty is missing from camp. Nobody can find him. What a way to end. What
1: a way to end. Danielle, if you had the voice in your head, would you be like, I'm all on board. Let me go find that soulmate of mine.
0: I mean, I would probably be interested in meeting the person. But I don't know if I'd 100% think that they were actually my soulmate. Uh-huh. Because I do- I would actually have a lot of questions about the soulmate concept. <laughs> yeah. They We get into it a little bit more in the second half. But why – like, what does a soulmate entail? Are they just somebody who's going to be a platonic soulmate? Do you have to be in love with them? Are the, like, relationships – are they – do they often get married? Are the marriage rates way more successful with soulmates? Is it, like, 90% versus your average 50%? (laughs) Like, what are the – like, because, yeah, if it's a 90% marriage success rate with soulmates, I'd probably be way more likely to be like, let's try this out as a romantic relationship if you have any attraction towards them whatsoever. I
1: like how but, like, you were all like, <laughs> like I want to know all about the soulmates. So, i like, I want to know more about the mechanics of, like, if you're in a cloud, if you're in the world, if you're underground. <laughs>
0: well, I wanted to know that, too. But after I got over my initial, well, what about the showers? Yeah. <laughs> how does if you're rain Yeah. <laughs> But once I accepted that as a premise, now I'm just annoyed about the soulmate thing.
1: <laughs> but but Danielle, how's that different than literally any other movie about soulmates?
0: I don't... No, because they talk way more about soulmates in this one. Usually, it's just a given. They're like, soulmates deal with it, and this one they have like whole discussions in the second half about
1: what a soulmate is. So, what you're feeling now is why I'm angry about soulmates and everything else. I have those same questions, like, how do we know about soulmates and all that? And this movie's actually exploring it, so it's making you feel the way I feel about like serendipity or right. whatever. Well, I think
0: about it then too. But this like movie, spe- this is a specific theme of this movie. Is like, how much do you have to be with your soulmate? Is it really a soulmate?
1: All I'm saying is. I don't think it, the premise of a soulmate is any less bizarre in other movies. They just don't acknowledge it.
0: Agreed. But this one does. So props to this TV show, I guess, for but that. Yes. It does lots of things wrong, but it does a lot of things right. So hey, La Plouie. Yeah,
1: what you get. La, la pluie. I have nothing else to add to that. My French is not good enough <laughs> to make a statement that would not be embarrassing Offensive at best. to French yeah. people. <laughs> not even comprehensible to French people. No one understand what I was saying. Perfect.
0: Well, there we go. You're welcome.
1: Well, thank you, Danielle, for sharing the rain with us. If you want to reach out and find out if Danielle or I are one of your soulmates, you're probably not, but you can try.
0: (laughs) I haven't heard you in my head, so I'm going to go on a limb on and say no. But, yeah, if you want to give
1: it a shot, you can reach us at BookRetorts.com.
0: You can also tweet Instagram or Facebook us at BookRetorts.
1: And if you want to fund our Institute for Wayward Soulmates, where we will bring the rain people together and then experiment on them in the showers. Wait. I need to. Let me rephrase that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll experiment them um, about the hearing thing and the soulmate listening stuff by using the hoses and ch- this isn't getting any better i'm sorry
0: i feel like that there's been lots of studies done on soulmates in this universe there has to have been. no
1: clearly not like clearly there hasn't been any study done on like how the rain thing works like if you're if i so, like turn on the hose and spray you with the hose does that count if like it's raining and i put you in a basement 20 feet underground does that work like these are the questions i want answered please help me fund my research <laughs>
0: I forgot to tell you that there's a very a scene very early on where he just casually mentions that he tried to, like, fix the hearing problem uh-huh. so he didn't have to have, like, listen How? to his soulmate after his parents got divorced. Yeah, I had so many questions. What? I
1: was like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Did you, like, try <laughs> ear plug? like
0: Uh, is are there like studies for this can you go to a doctor can they try things like
1: (laughs) clearly the people in that universe are falling down on the job it's up to us to fill in the (laughs) gap fund our research that's patreon.com book retorts we're gonna get a nobel prize (laughs) go us go us all right well until next time you know maybe be kind to the voices in your head
0: i always am there
1: you go so until then bye
0: take care everybody We'll be
1: Well, I don't like any jobs. So. Oh, oh! I'm sorry, Danielle. Does capitalism suck? That's <laughs> yes. a new revelation. That's something <laughs> so that no one has said in the last bad. ten years. Yeah, no, capitalism is a scourge. We know, late-state capitalism is the cancer on this on the world. But oh, I hate you it. know what do you what do you want? a River. Welcome to the revolutions, <laughs> comrade. I guess. <laughs>